Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. Uh, once again, it's me, Sleeper Kid, and uh, today I am joined by someone uh, kind of special because we usually do these after we're done shooting with a model who's going to be on the podcast, but uh, in one of those rare occurrences, you are going to be talking to us before we work with each other. So, awesome. So we don't really know each other. Like, this could be, could be disastrous. <laughs> uh, no, this is the beautiful Ziva Faye, mm -hmm. and Ziva is all the way here from Arizona. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this is your first time to Atlanta? First time. Are you excited? I am excited. Well, you're, you're big, big on traveling. Yeah, yeah, I travel a lot. Yep, well, we did do a little bit of, like, talking early. We went out and took you to get some food and had a couple drinks, and now we're back here <laughs> doing this lovely podcast for you guys uh, by popular request. Um, and uh, let's fucking get into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can curse on this, by the way. Oh, Say whatever. fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... We're going to start with uh, the people out there who haven't found out who you are. So, awesome. Pity for you guys, but uh, you still have time. You can go back and check out her, <laughs> her backlog. She's amazing from what I've seen, and I'll let you guys know how she is after we've shot. <laughs> but for now, we're going to do a little bit of um, a set. So right now, you're currently, I would say you classify yourself as mostly doing modeling. You're not doing a lot of producing yourself, right? Um, no. So right now... Um I'm trying to do producing a little bit. I'm not calling myself a producer, but I'm just starting to dabble in the world of uh, self-content creation. Mm -hmm. And so I've been working with a few models just back home doing silly little videos like foot stuff and cute little nudity videos. Sure. Um, I've done a few little wrestling videos um, just for my, my personal Manny Vid store. So that's been really fun. And then I've had a, a handcuff fetish producer that has been hiring me and I've been his videographer and like a third party producer. And that's been really cool. So I've kind of been able to dabble behind the camera, but I, I do everything in front of the camera. I'm in front of the camera all day. Mm -hmm. I do traveling, modeling and fetish work full time. Yeah. And right now you're uh, mainly featured. Um, what, what would you say is like the biggest exposure? I'm, I'm going to go and assume it's FWR, right? For, for, wrestling. for wrestling or fetish? Oh, for fetish? Well, I mean, because a lot of people that, that... Well, a lot of our fans obviously know you through FWR. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's FemWrestlingRooms.com, run by my buddy Rick, who's awesome. And uh, you... Um, that's where you first caught our eye. Yay, thank you. Yeah, I am pretty big on Fem Wrestling Rooms. Thank you so much, Rick. Mm -hmm. um, I work on there quite often. I also have done wrestling with Tilly McReese. Uh, about two months ago in Virginia, and then uh, with Kimchi. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that was really good experience. Very awesome. And is wrestling one of your primary fetishes that you delve into? Or? Um, I, I would say sparring more, which is a little more striking contact. I'm, cause I have a black belt in Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. I have a deputy black belt that I just got in June. So I've been studying since I was 14 on and off. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I really enjoy sparring, uh, for fetish and for fun. And then I got into the wrestling world and I was like, okay, it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. And also do, um, boxing for Darius with hit the mat. So that's my, my experience in the fighting world. So yeah, there's your combat experience. Yeah. Uh, any other particular fetishes that you're known for? Yeah. I, I'm a bit of a rope bunny. I do a lot of shibari and I'm well known for doing shibari work and, mm -hmm dungeon type work. Um, I, I'm like a 50-50 switch. 
So I'll do femdom and then I'll do sub work. So I'm known for uh, being a rope bunny, doing shibari, um, with delish media, pulp tunes, uh, being a sub and getting getting eaten with war. Eaten and beaten. Eaten and beaten, yep. Um, inflation fetish. I do a lot of inflation fetish. That's really fun. I will, like, be a blueberry, like, Violet Beauregard. <laughs> yeah, and I'll blow up and just get huge, or I'll be this really fat person. It's really, it's wacky. you did Wham, too? A little bit of, like, the, the sploosh? Yeah, yeah. I've done the food fetish, where you, like, rub it all over you, splooshing, and then mm. the slime fetish. I actually just did that, like, two weeks ago. My wife just did one, like, about a week ago. It's It was... I've never filmed, I had to film it, I've never filmed one. And it it's was so interesting. Very interesting, yeah. My only discrepancy is that that is a summer fetish. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. Wait, so wait, in the room or did you do it outside? I did it in a bathtub. But they didn't have like a heater on or anything? No. Oh my goodness. And look, slime, he was like regular t tap water. Oh shit. Yeah, I was like, this is cool. No, the first thing my wife did, I think she mixed it with hot water. Yeah. Just to let it set. And then, like, by the time it got poured on her, it was, like, warm, very, cool. very warm. Yeah. This, I was, like, putting that into my shoe. But, that naughty producer. <laughs> but it was good. Bad producer. So, um, I mean, I'm sure he's a good producer. Yeah, like, no, that's great. That kind of sucks, man. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, you know what? Um, let's get into your beginnings because that's where we got to start. Yeah. So, uh, so uh we it's such a crazy world we live in and work in so it's always interesting to us to kind of see what got you there so mm -hmm. what, where, where, when did you first um dip your foot into modeling and how did that slowly turn into fetish so <laughs> i started or did, or did fetish start first no modeling started first um i started modeling my first semester of college so i went straight from high school to college so i was 18 and i actually drew models i took a live art drawing class because I took all STEM science classes. I was like, I need something to decompress and sure. balance it out. And I wasn't that good at drawing models. And um, a model didn't show up. And the professor was like, okay, well, class is canceled. And I was like, don't do this to me. Like, I pay out of my own pocket. Like, I'm not going home. Like, that's an hour drive home. And then I, got, I was like, just let me stay. I was like, can I draw, you know, something like a fruit bowl? Or he was like, well, do you want to model for it? And I was like, um... Does it pay? He's like, yeah, you just got to go to the front office and fill a W-2. That took really, like 20 minutes. So he asked you if you wanted to stay? So I asked him to stay. I was like, please don't send me home. Let me start stay to model. Yeah, I was like, can I draw a fruit bowl or like something for the life drawing class? And he's like, that's not, he's like, this is a life figure modeling class. I was like, please don't send me home. Can I like hang out here? And it was a long class. It was like four hours. And um, he was like, we got along really well, and we were kind of shooting the shit, and he was like, well, would you want to model for it then, if you don't want to go home? And I was like, uh, uh sure, does it pay? Interesting. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, yeah, I'll go to the front office, fill out the W-2. So I ran up, did it, and then I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And the, most of the class was gone by then, and um, I just took off my clothes and started modeling. That is, wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then ever since then, um, I got along with the professor really well, and he's like, you did a really good job. Do you want to continue doing this? So I modeled every Saturday for four years from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And I waitressed, and that was always, like, my side gig. Yeah. I'm a model on the side. And then my grandmother passed um, April 2016, so around 
November 2016 is when I started getting into photography modeling because I didn't really realize that it was a thing or there's market. I just thought there was art college modeling and then you were Kim Kardashian. I didn't know mm -hmm. that there's in between. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started realizing, oh, there's in between. Like, there are regular models and they have, like, gigs and stuff like that. And um, the first fetish producer I worked for was a handcuff guy who hires a lot of models to do handcuff and it's fully clothed but you're but you're in handcuffs so it's bondage technically gotcha. yeah and it's really cutesy <clears throat> he's got a jail cell he's got a really nice setup and so he throws you in the jail cell and you're you know uh, in an inauthentic jumpsuit and all that and I was like oh well this really wasn't that bad and it was pretty fun um, and then there's that fetish and then I worked for FWR and then kind of just snowballed from there Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just like, this is fun. This is kind of what I like and I'm into. And I really get along with all the different producers. And I don't have any tattoos. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they're looking for. And and I'm a hard worker. So I was just like, hey, I'm available. Can I do this finish or this thing? And I'm available. And do you want to hire me? And people just kept saying, yeah. And I just kept booking and trying different things. And it's been a really fun journey. All right. Well, yeah. we are called Wrestling with Fetish. So I do have to ask about the wrestling stuff. So what got you into that? Like, obviously, FWR was the uh, the first stop for you. But what, what introduced you to it? Um. Well, I my family's super into wrestling. Hmm. Like, yeah. N not... WWE, but I mean, as a child, my whole entire family would wrestle each other. Oh, like just as a just as a pastime. Yeah, like I I was actually talking to my sister the other day, and she's <laughs> like, "Do you remember when all of the uncles and our dad would get on the floor, like on all our on their all fours, and like buck the children off of them?" And we, <laughs> yes, I'm not even kidding. We would ride them like horses. Nice. <laughs> they were like my now that. It was like my parents were my age, and they would. So I'm like, oh, are they on drugs? <laughs> we would get on them, and they would like buck us off like horses, and they would like really, really wrestle. Like my dad has all brothers, and so it'd be all of us children and all of the uncles, and we would just be like, <gasps> like wow. with pillows. I mean, it sounds like fun. It was really fun. It was like a huge ordeal, and the dogs would even wrestle and fight with against the uncles. Like the dogs were on the kids' team. And we would always like. Holy shit! Yeah, it was huge. It was always like. It sounds like a party, yeah. Yeah, it was. So I've always like really liked wrestling. Um, and then my parents got us into taekwondo at a very young age. Um, I was fourteen, and my youngest sister was probably like four when she got into. Yeah, so we just got into taekwondo at a young age, and then we got into something called sparring, which is wrestling but more striking. Sure. It's um doing the sport on each other, like fighting each other semi-competitively but you wear like these safety paddings this is in the taekwondo class? yeah taekwondo um yeah we would do it every monday and then our parents would have us do it like on sundays or saturdays we'd go in the front yard on the grass <laughs> and beat the shit out of each other with the safety stuff on or no? yeah okay. so, and our mom would always ref us it was it was really interesting um so my sister's really into it too, but yeah, I've just always been into wrestling, and I always wrestled like with boyfriends and stuff. Yeah, combat. Yeah, 
So <laughs> I mean, there's I, there's a whole I I get it. I mean, it's definitely something that keys into like a primal thing. Yeah. Um, we we we've gone to a couple of uh, fetish conventions. We went to a lifestyle convention where basically there was a whole room of just mats, and <gasps> you would be in the room with strangers, and you walk up to somebody like, "Hey, do you want to?" Roll. I love and that. So you just take off your shirt, you'd be in shorts or you know, brown panties, mm -hmm. and then you would just grapple. Yeah, and yeah. It would be a very primal connection. And you, it, there was nothing really sexual happening. Mm -hmm. It was more like this struggle. Yeah, and yeah. And it was like that exhilaration of like, I'm fighting somebody that I don't know. So I get that. Um, it, and it definitely seemed like it left a mark like on you. Yeah, yeah. I, I do enjoy catballing. Um, that was really fun. Um, yeah, I, I just, it probably has left a mark. I've had fighting just really ingrained in me. We might actually have a cat ball custom for you this yeah. week. I think so. And um, my parents actually met each other fighting. My dad and mom met each other in Taekwondo class, and my mom punched my dad in the face. Yeah. And that's how they met. True love. Yeah, and ever since then, it just snowballed. So I come from a, just fighting people, and, like, they always, like, you can really tell that they are like taekwondo because they're they're rough and tumble and like they're very loving but they're also like rough with each other mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's a very interesting dynamic um so that's i don't know i've just always really liked fighting and wrestling and sparring and taekwondo i've just done taekwondo forever and then i've just explored other fetishes and i've really enjoyed those so what was your first ever actual fetish shoot the handcuff thing so did that, and you're, you seem to be, you, you seem to have a very open mind, so you didn't walk in there going like, oh shit, what have I gotten myself into? Because nah. a lot of, we've heard some stories where it's like, oh shit, oh, this is strange, am I about to get assaulted? And then, um, because a lot of people don't understand that there's even such a thing as fetish. Yeah, yeah, and like, I don't know, I, f I feel like the fetishes that I started getting into, like wrestling and handcuffs, were stuff that I've experienced in life. So I was like, oh, I'm not too scared. Okay, so you already kind of experienced some things personally before getting yeah. shoots. Okay. Yeah, I've, I was, I've been in trouble a few times. So <laughs> I was... Well, I believe you told me you had kind of an, a religious upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Which I grew goes up... hand in hand with getting into trouble. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I grew up really... My parents are pretty religious, so I... I was pretty experienced with handcuffs before I worked for the handcuff producer because... <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, really? You've gotten in trouble?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm pretty experienced with these." And he was like, "Are you sh like he's like, oh, none of the models really have ever worn handcuffs." And I was like, "I've worn them more times than I've ever wanted to." Damn, girl. Yeah, yeah, and then you probably went to the top of that guy's list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I actually am one of his main models. Yep. Yes, to this day. Uh, yeah, he's like, "What?" You've been locked up? Yes. Well, it's the same thing with me. Like, once once you meet somebody who's actually a pro wrestler, you go like, hey, keep coming back. Right, because right. Because you're really good at this. You're professional. Yeah. I can use you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to call you a professional handcuffer. <laughs> that would be a bad thing to say. Like, yeah. You're a professional at the cops hanging out with you. Yeah. I was like, I didn't recognize your badge number, man. Oh. <laughs> it's... it's that 10659 guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how you doing, Jerry? Hey. Um, uh, you could change to that precinct like you said you were going to a few goodness. months ago. Do yeah. you still have those cuffs on you? Right. Um, so then I did the handcuff guy for a while. He, he was like the first fetish producer I worked for, and I kind of exclusively stuck with him for a while. And then he he also is good friends with Rick for FWR. Mm -hmm. um, a model recommended Rick to me. 
And then he, he kind of confirmed the recommendation. He was like, yeah, you should definitely do it. You'd be great for it. And then, then I was like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm made for this. <laughs> yeah. It's been re- it was really, really fun. The only thing is I'm small, so, so I get to be a loser more often than I want to. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll love working for us because we have ways of making anybody look either extreme. Oh, we have a recording device. That's fine. Right. <laughs> I messed it up. Um, no, but uh, we, uh, yeah, we have ways of, of making the smallest girl look powerful and the, the most powerful girl look like she just got her ass. Yeah. Like we, just, we can throw a lot of different storylines in there that will make it make sense. I love that. But... Um, so when was I mean obviously uh, so going into the handcuff stuff you were pretty much like okay I'm 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 at ease with this. Uh, when was the first time you walked into a situation where you were just like okay this is new I've never thought I would be doing this. Um. Or at least found something intriguing. You're like oh this is I didn't know this was a thing. The vor I didn't know that vor fetish was a thing at mm-hmm. all. Uh, cannibalism. I just, I didn't even know that was a thing. And how'd you get contacted for that? Um, a friend recommended, um, a friend of a producer, he was like, well, if you, you need money, here's the producer, here's your contact information, and you work hard, and I was like, yeah, it's, these are within my limits, so it should be fine, and, and it was actually a really fun gig. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't know inflation fetish was a thing until I did it. I didn't know that people got off to Violet Beauregard blowing up like a blueberry. That was pretty interesting. I knew of the splashing and the slime, but I didn't really. I feel like yeah. So know what it entailed. So much of that goes to kind of goes back to childhood, right? Yeah, I just I didn't realize like I knew what mukbang was like eating the food, but I didn't realize like I'm rubbing the food on me. Mm. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm like. Sh- Fucking sitting on a whole ass cake. I really do. Yeah, you, you and you start to wonder uh, like where the source is, like where the root is. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Like I rack my brain every time we do a podcast. I'm like, okay, I've never heard of this. Where does it come from? Because I've done superhero fetish, and I and I asked the producer. I was like, so why are you into this? Mm-hmm. And he was like, the first time I ever got a boner, I was like five years old, and I was watching Batman tie up Catwoman. Well, that'll do it. And. Now I'm hooked, and I do superhero fetish bondage. Oh, if it wasn't for, like, Julie Newmar, if it wasn't for, for Linda Carter, if it wasn't for those people who did, like, Wonder Woman back in the day. Right. Um, I don't know if I'd be getting half the business that I'm getting. Really? You know, if it wasn't for the guys who did um, early pro wrestling, LPWA in the 80s, who did mm-hmm. ladies pro wrestling, uh, Glow back in yeah. the 90s. Yeah, the oil wrestling. Well, the Glow was, like, straight up pro, but it was, like, glam pro. Yeah. The guys were, like, you know, wearing shimmery stuff and, like, Thong one pieces with like shimmer tights, yeah, which is something we still get requests for because of glow. Mm-hmm. Um, that like all these things that hit kids at the right time, right in those developmental years. Yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking like with splashing or at least I mean whichever one it is that we rub the food on yourself. I think it's Nickelodeon. Well, I think I honestly think well Nickelodeon is a big one. Yeah, because I of mean, the slime. Yeah, I mean you can't do that on television. It was huge. And I remember, as a kid, I watched that. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing like you know you would, the girl would say the words I don't know. Get hit by slime. Yep. I thought it was funny. It never clicked anything with me. So many, but many, many years later, when I talk to people, it's like, yeah, that was my trigger. That was. Yeah, they were like, that one brunette was hot, and then she got slime. So now I have to have a brunette in my videos, and she has to get slime. Yeah. It has to be shot from this angle. Yeah, yeah, and they really are specific. Like the inflation guys, they're so specific. They're like, I want this angle and this, and I'm like, they know exactly what they want. 
mm-hmm. egg to tea. <laughs> but and um, yeah, so I think with with the rubbing the food on yourself, I'm thinking maybe, and I'm, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like there's certain events in people's lives, even going back when you're like a toddler, mm-hmm. that leave an imprint. Like they just, and I think there's what do you see kids do all the time? They grab their food, just fucking, fucking just, shove it on themselves, just like yes. cover themselves in food, and they're so happy when they do it. And in my mind, I'm like, well, what if that just leaves a little like, boop? right? And then as you continue through life, maybe life is getting too fucked up and, and strange and, and, and stressful, so you regress to those early moments. That's what I've thought about um, a lot for foot fetish, actually, because I've wondered, like, okay, if they're crawling around on the floor like they're a little baby or toddler, and the first time they get an erection and they just like see their mom's feet. Maybe. Yeah, like they're just huge just, feet. Yeah, they exactly because like they're well they're crawling around on the floor. Giant chest fetish. <laughs> yeah, it could be a thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, uh, we some people can remember back when they were like a few days after they were born. The memory can go back that far. Other people yeah. Can't. So you don't know, and there's so many things going on in your subconscious. So I'm very interested in divorce stuff. Is obviously, I mean, you talk about that. Actually, I'll ask you this question. So if you had to just completely fucking dry fire but like, hey man what do you think vor comes from what do you think probably um the old horror movies is what i'm mm-hmm. gonna guess so like the creatures that would like pick people up go and chase them the yeah lives. chase the girl and eat the girl mm-hmm. um i think that it has to do a little bit with the fight or flight mechanism like how wrestling does mm-hmm. but more of like the flight like i think that they're almost attracted to the feeling of fear mm. or a feeling of like this might be it yeah like yeah like an adrenaline rush um I, it's been really interesting because it's very taboo but it's always it's always about taking the things that you're the initial imprint of whatever you get triggered by mm-hmm. or i guess the root of your fetish yeah but then of course your sexuality pushes it 16 bars further right so like when people would watch creature of the black lagoon and they would watch this beautiful shot i remember seeing the, when i was a kid like I, I it never became my kink but there was this shot of the girl who's like swimming on the surface yeah and as she's swimming she has no idea but right underneath her is the creature mm-hmm. and he's swimming kind of like upside down and he's reaching up and every time he touches her he's like barely almost gonna touch her and then she keeps swimming and he barely mm-hmm. raises her all these kids, like director Guillermo del Toro, people like that, would talk about that scene and how it either scared them or it exhilarated them. Right. Like, oh my God, because she was beautiful. The actress was a beautiful woman and like here's this creature and there's that almost touch and there's that almost... Right, and that she's right under her. Yeah, and, you're, yeah. and there's that fear of like, oh, what's underneath there? Yeah. Also, with the exhilaration of like, oh shit, there's something that could be touching me. Uh, and that, for some people, it became like, that was really scary. For other people, it was like, that's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's like monster rape. Yep. Uh, people dress like the creature who are just plowing girls on, yeah. cl- on clips for sale. I mean, uh, is it clips for sale? I don't know. Pay sites, Maybe whatever. Maybe it clips or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's so fascinating what the brain can do. Yeah. I there, I know that there are fetishes that I don't even know about. <laughs> and I know that I'm going to be I'm like, hoping there's some that I don't know about. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I know that there are things that I don't know about. And I'm going to be like, okay, that's a thing. <laughs> so my friend Nisa the other day she had to do a transformation fetish where she had to turn into like a creature but the guy sent her like this amazing face mask that went down to her chest and she looked like a like a old man hmm. so she had to go from like 
beautiful girl to, to this old and then the, the other girl was dressed like a pig-faced man and there was that transformation they were both wearing strap-ons and one had to fuck the other i think i'm not quite sure if there was actual sex or penetration whatever but, gets you off me but that was one of the first ones in a long time where i was like i didn't know that was a thing yeah i didn't know um i did body transmorg where you pretend that you're switching bodies Oh yeah, okay. and then you pretend that you switch bodies, and then you're like, "Oh, I didn't know your your tits are so squishy," and like pretending to explore the other person's body. Or girls who wake up in a guy's body. Yeah. Guys who wake up in a girl's body. I didn't. I mean, I maybe the Freaky Friday. Maybe maybe they got. <laughs> they're like Lindsay Lohan's doing it for me. Dude, even way back, like even like there was movies like that. Well, the original Freaky Friday. Yeah, there's an even older version yeah. of it. Yeah. Holy shit. So I'm like, maybe... Because a lot of it, I think, is almost... Um, it's not really... That really gets them off. It's just like, well, they just happen to feel aroused at that moment. Yeah. And they associate what they were viewing with the arousal. Even though they technically aren't related. But now, it's recoursing. And when There's they... just so many hormones that fly through your body at yeah. that age. That um, at the right time, it's it's like a perfect storm. It, like yeah. The moment that you see a thing, you associate it with that particular time, and and it just becomes something that sticks in your head. Yeah. Like, now it's your kink, or now it's your fetish. Right, and then thirty years later, like I'm so into whatever. Yeah. And that's when I think one of the things I really want to do with this podcast is to let people know that that's totally okay, dude. <laughs> There's so many marriages that are falling apart because. A guy can't admit to having a kink without, right. without the wife losing her Be like, mind. What the fuck? Yeah. Or vice versa, a woman telling her husband, "Like, look, I kind of want to get spanked," and he's like, "Well, that's not Christian." <laughs> you know, and you wonder why she fucking resents you because you don't give her every once in a while. Right? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm. I feel like when I tell people, like, I really like feet, they're like, what? You're so pretty, and, like, you're a model, and they're like, you like feet? And it's like, okay to like feet. I'm like, I love my feet getting played with. Like, you're, you're <laughs> a human being. You get, to, you get to like other parts of human beings. Yeah. I'm like... Like, if I like navels, is that better? Or like <laughs> right? Just left nipples? Just left earlobes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've laid the base down. So you definitely um, seem to be somebody who has the kink running through you. <laughs> the kink is strong. This one. Uh, when, uh, we could go two different ways in this conversation, but I think I want to go to your own personal roots. So, like, okay. what are the things that you're into? You say you're 50-50 switch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much around the same, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I tend to be, I, it depends. I feel like it's like, Sometimes like a woman, it's just like, it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, it depends on the day. It's like, how do you feel? Right. Um, I feel like it depends on the play partner. Mm -hmm. I started getting into kink personally right when I was 18 um, with my boyfriend who mm -hmm. was a year older. And he actually, I, I was, you know, 18, so I'm like, oh, girls are supposed to be subs. But then he introduced me to um, doming. Sure. And he was he wanted me to dom him and use a strap on and stuff and I was like, This is very fun. This is enjoyable. Zero to sixty. Though. Yeah, yeah, basically. It was for my nineteenth birthday. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> did, did he wear a candle? Did he wear a I know. That's it's like shoop. <laughs> yeah. Right, I know. I was like, that's a good birthday present. Right. Um <laughs> but 
He just does a handstand and just... <laughs> just the candle sticking out. Right. I'll just light his hair on fire for a minute. Just kidding. I feel like that's a keeper right <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. If only. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I... I started getting into that, and then we just got in a kink in our personal life, um, just exploring between um, just what it is to be a switch and sub and doming. Mm -hmm. And then from there, when I got into modeling, I realized that what fetish was exactly, like the difference between fetish and porn. Sure. Yeah, and then so I was like, oh, well, I like fetish more. So, and then I've just kind of explored weird little routes that I've worked for and also like fun stuff you know behind the bedroom <laughs> and it's it's been really fun I, re I do really like fetish stuff a lot it's um I feel like there's a lot of openness to it and stuff to explore do you have any particular uh like hard kinks that you enjoy um I like foot I like I like having my feet played with. So let's go to feet. We'll start mm -hmm. there. So with feet, it's mostly people playing with your feet. Mhm. Mm but not you touching other people's feet. Me. I can <laughs> Yeah. I can take it or leave it. Yeah, like it doesn't matter to me. I was like, as I... long as someone's touching your feet, that's probably the thing. Yeah, that's why I, I Would you consider that a fetish or more of a kink? A uh, fetish mm -hmm. being that it has to be present for you to have a complete sexual experience. I guess a kink then. Okay. Yeah. That's a kink. Yeah. It just is there to enhance things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. That's a good word for kink. It's, it's, it's enhancing. Yeah. It just makes things better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what kind of touch do you like? Um, I like having my toes sucked on and like caressed and rubbed. Some like massaging. Yeah. And, like specifically like my heels and like the pads of my feet and like my toes. It's so weird to me because I love getting a good fucking foot massage. Yeah. It's the best feeling. <laughs> but if I was suddenly in a sexual situation and someone just ran to my feet, I would probably be like, okay, what are you doing? Really? But I would also be like, well, if you, that's what you want to do, let's do that. <laughs> but I get it. So do you, do you think you have like a, a root for that? Like, is there just something that, that like hit you when you were younger that you were like, I really like having my feet touched? No, I actually got into that um, like later in life. And... Um, I mean, everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I, I was... Just doing kind of, I want to feel like, I don't know if vanilla is the word, but just like more <laughs> basic sub work and basic dom stuff, like, you know, what you see in kind of normal porn. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, you can touch other parts of the body and still feel good. Like, you don't, you don't just have to touch your genitals. And I guess, like, I had a stigma that, like... Right, should insert a gasp sound. <gasps> What? Yeah, exactly. And like, I guess I was like, wait, you can touch other parts of the body and still, yeah, and still feel pleasure? Yeah. Yeah, so I just kind of explored that with myself, and I'm like, well, I really like my feet being massaged, nice. so, yeah, I'm like, this is fun. And then, um, I do like, I've always liked role-playing. I've got, I was into that when I was younger. Role-playing is fun. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's probably the first kink thing I ever did. Mm -hmm. Ever, ever. That's, that's, I think... Pretty universal. Yeah. Right? Everyone's like, hey, um, you're the apple thief, and I'm right. and I'm the uh, the farmer's daughter. Exactly. I mean, should I report I, you to my, to my father? He was or? the principal. <laughs> oh, <you're> the principal. <laughs> yeah. Was that, your, was that your first ever role play? Yeah, my first role play. That I'm, is so all-American. <laughs> I know. Well, it, <laughs> he was Mormon. Oh. And he had to wear a suit every Sunday. Well, shit. So it was like, come over. Don't go to church. 
So we told his parents that he was going to my church, and we told my parents he, I was going to his church. Mm. And no, nobody went to church that day. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably my first ever... Yeah, and I... the Was that your first ever sexual experience, or just mm, first time role-playing? First time role-playing. Okay. Um, and I stole my mom's Catholic schoolgirl skirt. Good lord. Yeah. Like, straight up swiped that. So, so scandalous. Sacrilegious, yeah. So scandalous. No, it's, it's sacrilegious. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Simpsons steal right there. Uh, but no, uh, so, so role play. So we have role play, we have feet. Yeah, um, and I, I do like wrestling myself. Mm -hmm. um, but that's more for like... Just the exhilaration of it, or is it yeah. more a body contact thing? Or? Both. Okay. Both. Um, I also think I like the push and pull because I am like a 50-50 switch with sure. my partner. It's like, what am I going to do today? So it's like, I like wrestling because I kind of feel like it um, helps me fall into, well, I guess I'm being a dom. I'm winning. Mm. Or I guess I guess I'm in subspace. I and, you have to, and you read that person's energy, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like wrestling kind of usually helps me find um, what space I'm in that session. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. It's one of the things we do here, too. Like, if we're doing like a free-form day where we don't really have any customs and we're like, you know what, let's just, just do a thing for fun. Mm -hmm. I'll always, and Jacqueline does it, too, we'll, we'll talk to, to the girls, like, what are you into? Yeah. What do you want to do? Oh, well, I really like spandex. Well, let's put you in some spandex. Oh, yeah. Oh, and what do you like to do? Well, I really like, uh, well, I had one girl who really liked being squeezed. Okay. And so we... Did a video with her and Jacqueline where she just got put into scissors and neck scissors and body scissors and she fucking was like on cloud nine the entire time. Like she left without her check. <laughs> we had to call, like you need to turn around and come back right now. You're right down the block. She's like, oh fuck, I forgot to get paid. I forgot. Because it was all about like. Making, she had a lot of fun. She had a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And and I feel like that's one of those things that that's great about our business. You can't really do that with anything else. No, you can't I can't walk in a duck and donuts and be like, "All right, I'm here." And you're like, "All right, man, do you like whips or flogs?" Like, you know, <laughs> glazed or <laughs> apple fritter. <laughs> Are you a donut or a donut hole? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> but uh, anything else? Is there anything else that that enhances things for you? Um, like I don't even. I, I I like hentai. That's always fun. Oh, so for for viewing. Yeah, the mm -hmm. anime stuff. Is that your your preferred porn? Yeah, that's my preferred porn. Um, oh, you don't have any tentacles in the house. <laughs> God damn it. And solely because and people are always like, "Are you in tentacles?" And it's actually not that. It's that it's cartoon. Mm -hmm. Because I get oh well, that opens up a whole other. I get secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Um, and so like when I was a kid watching people kiss, I get secondhand embarrassment. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So if I see people kiss on screen, I get secondhand embarrassment. Wow. So if I see people fucking, <laughs> I I get really secondhand embarrassment, and I'm like, oh my god, she's. I can't, I can't really, but when it's a cartoon, when it's anime or hentai, then I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. And so what is it about the kissing, or like the real? I don't know, I just. Is it, was it a by, byproduct of the religious upbringing? I think so, I th because I never really saw my parents being affectionate, so, and they were, never really let us watch oh, like that kind of stuff, so when okay. I saw people kiss on screen, Wait, I, so, backtrack, so, <laughs> if you, okay, so set the stage, so like you're sitting down to watch a film with your family. Mm-hmm. And 
someone's about to kiss. Mm -hmm. That's be like, oh my god. Did you have to like look away or? I just be like, like close my. I just be like, oh my god, like. Oh my god. Even like romantic kisses. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd always be like, oh. It just, I just get secondhand embarrassment and feel all like, like this, like awkward. Does like, that still happen? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, like, like I don't like Hallmark movies. Oh, that's, like, nothing but embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for many reasons. For it's, it's a Hallmark Because it's a Hallmark yeah, movie. Yeah. It's to begin with, so the acting is just awful. <laughs> and then, yeah, the kiss, you're just like, oh, so <laughs> awkward. So awkward. Yeah, so when it's cartoon, it's just less awkward. I don't know why. I just... Well, because it's, yeah, I get that. Well, it's like if you see somebody getting torn apart violently in a ninja cartoon... It's kind of like comedic. Like, you know, I used to watch a lot of um, early anime, mm -hmm. and there's some really brutal shit in there. But if you saw it happen for real, of course you'd... you'd yeah, I can't yeah. watch... Um, I don't really like horror movies with a lot of gore. Sure. But I can watch cartoons with it, because I, I can't do the real blood and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's... You get more detached. Yeah, it's. I'm able to enjoy it more if I'm like, oh, I. Also, I'm a little too empathetic, so I'm like, that poor girl, her poor pussy, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, you know. I'm like, oh, she's. That's so embarrassing. Like she's wearing Maybe this weird. That, yeah. That might be why I can't handle like torture porn movies. Yeah. Because yeah. like I feel like it's the empathy. Like you're like, oh, that poor person. I'm so sorry. But I'm even willing to go a little far. Like I can actually watch a movie where someone takes a lot of punishment. Mm -hmm. As long as they get to get some vengeance hmm and a lot of movies these days don't have that yeah it'll just be like oh here's hostile here's a movie about people getting tortured and tortured and tortured and tortured at the end and tortured and tortured the yeah, end yeah and it's like there's i got no enjoyment out of that i mean yeah show me how bad a person is but let at least let somebody come back and get them at the right end. right i mean the reason you watch a jason movie is because at the end some girl finally fucking you know chops him up gets him yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, okay, so anime, so, um, is that primarily what you watch? Like, in mm -hmm. terms, like, just, just Japanese, or? <laughs> no, um, I like the American animes. Mm. <laughs> I like the hearing English. <laughs> I don't know, I, I'm, this is the first time I've heard this, so I really like to, to kind of dig, dig deep in that. So yeah. What, what are your favorite shows? What do you watch? What do you watch? Um, that are normal, not, like, not. Actually, both. Um, extreme and non-extreme, because I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, like... I have a lot of friends who do enjoy anime porn. Yeah. Uh, but I've never really had a chance to talk to them about it. About regular anime. So, <laughs> I so just... something that comes up at parties. Yeah. yeah. So, like, an anime that I like that's regular, that's not super porny, is Seven Deadly Sins, and that mm -hmm. has, like, some little porny aspects in it between the two main characters, and that I like that, how it's kind of, like, cutesy, and... Sure. Yeah. I, I like the... The slight wholesomeness, like, you're like, oh, they love each other, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're like, oh, she's tied up and upside down. What? And yeah, like, so. Uh, and this is, and this is, uh, what's the source of this particular show? Um, I think it's on Netflix. Usually oh. I, yeah, usually I just type in, honestly, I can never, like, finish an anime show. Mm -hmm. Me and my boyfriend, we just will type in hentai and he'll click on whatever and <laughs> it only is background noise sure <laughs> and, uh, but it's always really fun what about for the more extreme content um i i like watching actually my self-produced stuff mm -hmm. um 
And then I, I do like watching some of my friends' um, stuff. I have a, sure. Yeah, I have a few porn star friends, and I'll not only just support their work, but I'm like, oh, you're really pretty. I'll, I'll go watch your <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, I'll contribute in different ways. Exactly. I'm like, yep, I'll help you when you help me. <laughs> like, while my hands are currently not able to clap, <laughs> right. I'm giving you a standing ovation. <laughs> exactly. So. That's great, though. Yeah. Because there's that, there's that weird thing that goes around where it's like women don't watch porn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a man thing. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, no, I've had so many emails from, from female customers that, like, dig what we do and dig what my friends do. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, when I walk around with a, a couple of my friends, uh, my friend Sin Sage, um, name drop, but she's <laughs> one of my closest pals, and I'll, we, we'll go to parties with her. We'll go around downtown, and people will stop her and really? ask for autographs. Really? And, I mean, uh, we went to a, a one particular area that was, like, lesbian heavy, and all these women walked up to her, and it's like, oh, my God, it's you. Okay. And because you want to support that kind of thing, but that weird belief that like only men watch porn. It's yeah, like, oh, dude. Like fucking women have their own porn. Like you were talking about earlier, Tumblr and gifts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually felt like um, Tumblr was rest in peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was actually a really good space for females to find porn. Oddly, because um, it was gifts of porn. Mm -hmm. And I feel like girls actually like gifts of porn and like small clippets instead yeah. of movies. That's an interesting point and that's something we're going to get into that. But tell me about why you like them. I've got the attention span. <laughs> I got ADHD. <laughs> I'm like I'm busy doing stuff and watching. Oh man, that's a lot to handle. <laughs> so, but yes, I can like look at that and be like, "Okay, I got the idea. So do you just follow, do you just like file it away and then later on act on it, or is it on the spot, or um, both, both probably. Yeah. Be so like, you're just watching this gift kind of like. I guess I'll save them for later a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like put that in the little arsenal. Be like, oh, I like that. We'll save that for later. <laughs> so when you're actually in the process, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but like when you're actually in the process of of, of masturbating, mm -hmm. like, do you? Look, do you just watch the one gift, or do you go from different ones to different ones? Like, is it just like... Oh, man. Um, probably different ones. Mm. Probably, like, start with one, and, like, I was, like, fucking scrolling on the phone with one hand, and then... Like, <laughs> on the phone? Yeah, like... I'm picturing you in front of a computer, like, yeah, you know, like, glass of wine, <laughs> some candles. No, I'm, like, in the, like, crudely, like... Under the fucking sink. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I ask is because, like, it. I found that that's a common theme. Uh, a lot of my my. Um, I, I don't want to use the word female, but a lot of my lady friends. Mm -hmm. They've told me the same thing. They was like, a gift can do it. Yeah, like a single gift because, for it feels like for for the male mind, um, it's it's definitely it's got to be kind of like spelt out for them. Yeah, you need the whole process. It's got to be like beginning, middle, end. Yeah, and you have to have the textures. You have to have like yeah, oh, no, the, one little two the, second. The things. girls have to be wearing this, and it has to be this particular kind of dialogue. Whereas with a lot of women I've spoken to, it's like no. two seconds sometimes can really. Right. That's all you need. Right. All you need. It seems like yeah for for, yeah, for a lot of women and not all of them because I know women who watch fucking hardcore mm -hmm. porn, and they'll watch the big ones. They'll watch yeah, like the full, a whole yeah a whole video. hour and a half movie. Yeah. But for a lot of women, it's like maybe there's just so much on the go. 
But like, the rest, yeah, it's just like, dude, I don't have time. I, yeah, yeah, maybe that is it because I, I do have a very busy lifestyle. Like, I model full time and I go to school full time. Like, you're driving, you have your fucking phone over here. Yeah. You're just like, like, hold on a second, red light. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes yeah. you're like, ah. Uh. But it seems like for <laughs> men, porn is a very concrete visual. And for a lot of my, my female friends, uh, I use that word again, but a lot of my, my lady friends, it's almost conceptual. It's, yeah. it's very much like they're looking for a seed that they can then kind of use their imagination yeah. to, to let grow. I also think women are better on um, not needing any visuals. Sometimes noises, like so sounds can sure. do all of it. And sure. smell can sometimes. Smell. I remember when I was a kid. <laughs> this is so weird. I used to listen to <laughs> women's tennis. <laughs> I would walk around and get my shit done around the house and women's tennis would come on. And I would hear... These sounds of impact and mm -hmm. women going like, ah! Mm -hmm. And in the back of my head, I'm like, why do I find that sexy? I don't know. <laughs> and then I went to my first BDSM party. You're like, oh, it's... This oh, this is literally tennis except the ball is that person's back. <laughs> yeah. The ball is attached to the string. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It was that weird primal sound of mm -hmm. like that. And then someone releasing that. that yeah, energy. the tension. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. You can ask me questions too, by the way. <laughs> I feel like I'm drilling you right now. I'm fucking throwing all these... Uh, um... I'm like, I didn't study before. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I sent you a, a list. No, but... Um, so yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, so that's it for you. So you have like your... Um, you said you were like 50-50. Mm -hmm. uh, how much of that goes into a BDSM? Like when you're doing the shoots or you're getting spanked or you're getting uh, so, a flog. Because of my size, mm -hmm. I'm typically thrown into subspace on set with producers solely sure. because even though I am a 50-50 switch, I don't have a 50-50 body. <laughs> so they're like, oh, you're very small. We're going to beat the shit yeah, out of you. Yeah. yeah. So it is very far and few in between where I get to Dom. Mm -hmm. Very far. And and usually it's where the script is looking for something odd. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they want this little girl to Dom this big giant guy, it, which is a little un unconventional. Because yeah. usually we're booking this big femme Dom to Dom an older frail guy or, you know, something like that. Sure. So, um... But but you know what? I don't mind it because um, as long as it's always it's always been safe and like good and I've been listened to. Subspace is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like I just don't get to be as much of a dom as I used to, like with my ex boyfriend and stuff. But oh well, <laughs> whatever pays. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, if you had to, if you were put in a situation where you could dom, would you prefer a male counterpart or a female counterpart? A male. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I typically like doming males. Do you feel like you're more submissive to females? Or is that more where your 50-50 is? You're like, oh, I could take it or leave it. I could either be the dom in a situation or, or be the... Side. Yeah. I'm like, unfortunately, more straight than I want to be. <laughs> you can't control that. Yeah, exactly. You are where you are. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I feel like when it comes to, like, personal play space, that's why I'm, like, like doming men better, because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to, with females, yeah, it's take it or leave it. Also, 
I've also, I've honestly had quite a few bad experiences with female doms. Oh no. Yeah, I've I've been on set where a few female doms they they're like new to being professional female doms, so they don't really know the ins and outs. To be honest. First of all, let me just analyze the sentence you just said. When someone says that someone's new to being a professional, that sets off some alarms. Yeah, and so one time, I got dommed by this female dom, and like, I'll never work with her again. I'll never work with her again. She, she was unrelentless. Just beat the shit out of me. No. Yeah, no, no. No release, no let up, no. No checking in on how you're no doing. No checking, no rubbing, and taking a few minutes to sure. go back. Yeah, yeah, that pisses me off. Yeah, she just that pisses me off. Went and so I was like, <sighs> there was a photo someone posted on I think it was on Twitter and it got retweeted a lot, and it was this guy who was a sub, and he posted a picture of himself standing in front of a mirror, and it was like a selfie. He did some shots from the side. He did like a back shot, and it was like, yeah, I just had this amazing session with my uh, with my dom, and look what she did to me, and he had like bruises. And usually, you know, girls and guys who are submissive, they'll show off their bruises. Yeah, because if that's what they're looking for and they yeah, want it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I've been flogged in the past. I've done flogging. I've gotten, when I flog somebody, I'll get pictures the next day like, what you did? Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Like, you'll get like the angel Rope marks, yeah. Marks. But this motherfucker had black, black marks all the way through here, like the places you're not supposed to hit. Yeah, like you your know? organs can get ruptured. And, and like, yeah. it was it was so it was so hard to look at that I, I felt sick for like a good 20 seconds. I was like, I'm going to get sick. Right. And this poor guy thinks that this is okay. what being domed is. Yeah. And people immediately, all the prof- all the actual professionals in the business started reporting. Like, yeah, hey, like man, you can't be domed. You're going to get, you, you, could, you could start spitting up blood at this point. You could die. You could die. And uh, and I feel like there's a lot of people in this world that are quick to call themselves professionals. Yeah, I will send. I have it's somewhere in my arsenal, but I have this like um, animated picture, and it says where the professional places to spank somebody is, mm-hmm. and it's basically be- between the back of the knee to yeah. the where your back dimples are. Sure. And you don't spank like above where the spine is, and mm-hmm. you just don't you don't spank the back. And um, she was spanking, like, a, above, like, the back and stuff like that. And that's where I was like, no, you're not going to rupture my pancreas or my liver. Like, I'm not doing this. So. Well, when, when, the, when the pursuit for power exceeds your, your desire for safety, that's when you're a bad fucking dog. And I could tell that it was a pursuit of power because, so, we had really bad traffic that day, and we were actually late to the set. Um, and the reason why I was late is because... I had to go pick up a girl who was like almost two hours out of the way east from where the shoot was. Mm. So I had to go pick her up and then go all the way back to basically where I was. So it was just super out of the way. And she was like, you know, why are you late? And she was hired by the producer and almost, I could just tell that she was just, because we were late, had a vendetta Mm -hmm. all of a sudden against us. And so... She was just, and she was saying it in the video. She's like, that's what you get for being late. And you're like, oh. Okay. And that's the other thing I think that, like, and this is a, a, a touchy subject for some people, um, but when you let your Dom persona, whether it's in private life or whether it's in video, mm-hmm. start bleeding into your personal life. Yeah. Like, this, is you, this is how you feel you can talk to people because this is how you talk to people 
during play parties or during shoots, it it's fucking troubling because I've I've known people like that. The first time I ever went to FetishCon, I I was like a babe in the woods because like yeah. I, I didn't even know my stuff was fetish. It took my friend Addie Juniper, who's like a, a really famous model, and she was just like, "You should come to FetishCon, people. Mm-hmm. You clean up." And I'm like, no, but my stuff is like, I was like, I'm a pro wrestling fetish. Like, I'm a, I'm wrestling, pro- I'm a wrestling producer. I, mm-hmm. I don't do fetish. And she's like, get over yourself, dude. Get get over yourself. And so I did some research. I'm like, oh, I guess, yeah. You know, yes, I, it took a funny. long time for me to reconcile with myself that I had a kink. Right. And that kink also, uh, I think it takes some people a long time to realize that kink doesn't mean nudity or penetration. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. I think it takes a lot of, like... Wait, kink and fetish doesn't mean nudity, penetration, actual, like, conventional sex? Well, you and I are also similar in that we, it seems like you have a lot of kinks. It's almost like I, I envision, like, a peacock, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, it's like, bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing, Here's all the things that make me beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I like shoes, I like leather, I mm-hmm. like this, I like spandex, I like yeah. spanking, I like spanking people. You know, it's like, Yeah. And I didn't understand that about myself, but, like, my friend Addie was like, dude, you have a wrestling kink. You have a you have a thing for this, this, and that. You like combat. You also like power and submission. Like you should mm-hmm. come down and like really indulge. Mm-hmm. And so I went down there and um, we went to the ballroom party, which is like basically a meeting greet where you get to talk to models, show them your your wares, and be like, "Hey, come join me in my hotel room tomorrow. One will shoot." Blah blah blah. And this girl comes up to me, and she was absolutely stunning. Like, oh, everyone's dressed to the nines. So everyone's doing, like, latex, and, like, everyone's looking great. Right. And I said, hey, look, you you're, you have a great look. I'd like to hire you. And, um, you know, and she was like, oh, do you want to take a picture? I was like, sure. So we took a picture, and the first thing she did is she, like, grabbed me, like, in an actual chokehold <laughs> and started to really squeeze <laughs> to the point where I was, like, okay. I could see spots. Uh-huh. And I immediately... Grabbed her and pulled her arm away, and she was like, "Yeah, is that, isn't that what you fucking like?" And I was just like, "No, no, I don't. Like, this isn't like getting choked out is not my thing." Yeah. Like just, and then it, it hit me. I was like, "She just assumed because I was a some guy at a fetish con, and B, I said I, I shoot wrestling that I was suddenly get into choked. getting choked out." Yeah. And to assume that about anyone uh-huh. is dangerous. Yeah, I I understand that because. Of- Sometimes when I meet some doms, um, they they do assume stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I will challenge them back with my dom side. Sure. And I they are not expecting that. They expect, and I also because of my stature, they're sure. expecting me to just I probably instant subspace, and yeah. they're probably expecting, oh well, I'm a dom, like she's small, like let's let's it's find also- this dynamic, and then I will I will challenge them. Back. There's been a few times where I'm like, uh uh uh, nope, I'll dom. And I've gotten kind of dommy back with a dom, and it's been very like, like. Does uh, will the director step in at that point and be like, hey guys? It's never been bad, mm-hmm. but I've, it's never been like catty, but it's always, but it's been like, you're not gonna try that with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, like, not me. I'm not the one. It's just. I don't know. It blows my mind. It, yeah, and it's really because we're. I mean, we've 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 dealt with. It. I'm sure you have as well. You've you've been. We were talking about it earlier. You've been to private play parties. Yeah, and you understand where how important communication is. Yeah. So for someone to do a shoot with you, like, do you? Uh, is there no like pre-shoot huddles? Like, hey, what are you into? Okay, I'm not into that. 
don't say, don't, don't call me this. Don't say this to me. Don't hit me here. You know, like sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. Most times there is, but I feel like also sometimes they forget or get carried away. I mean, and I, I guess I get that to a degree, but that's why we have safe words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I've I've never had a problem with safe words mm -hmm. or safe simp signals. Um, if you're ball gagged, <laughs> sure. So, um, that's always been fine, and always have a safe word. Make sure you say it twice. <laughs> My favorite one is uh, someone, uh, a meme today where it was like, it was a girl, a girl being held down by the hair and it was like when she says, or her when, her, when her safe word is flower, but she says flower and it's like F-L-O-W-E-R, but she says F-L-O-U-R. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't, you're spelling, yeah. <laughs> you're not saying it right. You're not saying it right. That's Freaking hilarious. But yeah, I, I feel like... Um, One syllable safe words. <laughs> but in the world of, of doms, I, I feel it's, it's, it's like cherry picking. It's like you have to really look to find the good ones. Yeah, and also I feel like... Every, um, so me, I, I like... I call them vanilla doms or soft doms. Mm -hmm. I like soft doming much more than I like, like intense doming. Yeah. yeah. Can you define that for the fans? So, like when you're doming, I feel like you're kind of being... I don't know if nicer is the word, or gent <laughs> gentler, I guess. Um, like, you know, that's what a good sub, like, yeah. you know, you you deserve to be punished. Where, whereas, like, more hardcore is, like, a yeah. little more rough and tumble. You're talking, not as... You're talking some shit. Exactly. Whereas soft-doming, I feel like you're, you're honestly just being a little, like, I, I don't know if nicer, kinder, just a little more empathetic. Well, just more... And, Sensual. Slower. Yeah, yeah. Se that's a great word. Sensual. I'm going to say slower. Slower with the spanking yeah. and slower with maybe Take the whole... Take your time with it. Yeah. yeah, the whole process where like hardcore doming, it's like, ah, I got something to do. We got to get this over with. <laughs> the first time I ever experienced a flogging situation or a caning situation, I remember, um, God, I was at a party. Uh, someone tied me up and they were just like, hey, you want to take a caning? I'm like, why not? <laughs> and then this girl just comes up starts wailing on me and I came home that night and I was just like yeah never gonna do that again right uh, and then I was you know, it took somebody to show up and explain it's like hey man that's not how it's supposed to go right. it's supposed to be a build-up it's supposed to be a very slow getting you there and then maybe there's a hard strike yeah you know, whoever did this to you you know and not to, to her credit she knows she She's probably listening to this. She was just like mad at me that night. She was like, motherfucker, you said this thing that upset me. And then later on we talked about it. But that that's the first taste I had of like, you have to make it make sense psychologically. Yeah. But if you have somebody who shows up and they don't know you, they're like, you piece of shit, get on the floor. I know there's some subs that like key into that, mm -hmm. but I, can't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I like... When I'm in subspace or dom space, I like the softness better, mm. like being so... Oh, soft touch is my, one of my favorites. Yeah. In between, like just like... Exactly, because yeah. I need a little quote-unquote break sure. in between being tortured. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I can't, I just can't take it all at once, so well, I like yeah. the softness and the build-up and the sensuality. would be like, that hurt really bad. Okay, I get 45 second break of like being rubbed. Then you're going to hit me again. Having but... rhythm is important. Yeah. To be able to go like, okay, now we stop. Now I check in on you. Make yeah. Sure you're okay. Do you want soft touch? Do you want hard touch? Do you want to just take a break? Do you need some water? Yeah. Like, shit, it's literally like you're, 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 you're hosting somebody in this world. 
And for somebody to just come in and be like, hey, how are you doing? Whap, 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 I hate you. Of all the same whaps, too. Like, I like different touches, Fuck, like right? different poles and different different types God of smacks. It. Yeah, when I'm just like, whoa, they are spanking with the same part of their hand mm. or cane or whatever on the same part of my ass for over 20 slashings or whatever. I'm like... Uh, it feels... <laughs> Honestly, a lot of these, quote, professional doms, end quote, it's like they just showed up to a party, looked up what BDSM was on Wikipedia. They and, read Fifty Shades of Grey and, and then dumb. walked in. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm so. a professional dom. All right. So we're going to get out of BDSM for a bit. For those of you guys who, uh, who want to hear about more and we, maybe they fell asleep, I don't know. <laughs> if you do, wake up, fuckers! <laughs> You've been bad, bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> But let's get into uh, the wider world of fetish. So you've done a lot. Yeah. Um, is there any um, any particular kink that you haven't delved into that you want to? Oh, I don't know. That I haven't dealt. That you've heard about from other friends that or? I want to. I'm like, can I think about that? Because I did the inflation. Well, let's talk about taboo then, because we, there's a lot of stuff out there that we've shot that. Or my wife is shot with other producers that, that, I wouldn't say it's frowned upon, but it's still something that's outside of the mainstream. I, was say, I guess the, well, I've done that. You've done Vora? Yeah. I was you've, done, you've were eaten alive. Yeah. I was like, but the you only... You just showed me a yeah, thing where you cooked. Yeah, it was stuffed in an oven. Um, I've never done any blood with it, though, because sure. I know that that's, you know, the taboo part. Um, but I do think that that's cool. So I let's always... get into that. Okay, so... The big taboo I always mention here, and I apologize for cutting mm -hmm. you off. I'm just excited to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so, necro. So yeah. The death fetish. <laughs> In which case, you were just cooked alive. <laughs> so, you did die, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I was, I mean, I didn't get fucked while I was dead, but I got poked. That's different. Yeah. There's necrophilia, and then there's necro fetish. So, huh. necro, so necro, I would say, is more like you die. And then just attractive. Someone shoots you in the chest. And, <gasps> okay, so talking about this. I mean, this, I could be wrong about the terminology, but from what I understand, necrofetish is like kind of a big umbrella. I, see, I was, because I, I knew necrophilia is fucking a dead person. So that's very Necro's interesting. Death. So it's just, necro right. by itself is just death. So that's really interesting because you might know it. There's a very famous photo, mm -hmm. and it's titled, it's from, I believe, the 60s or the 70s, and it's titled. The world's most beautiful suicide. A woman who jumped to her death. She landed in the car. On the car. Yeah. yeah. And she just looks so beautiful mm -hmm. dead. She's at peace. Yeah. And she jumped from a building and she's I on can't top of the car. I believe you know about this. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I, I haven't, I saw that picture too. Yeah. And it, that picture has always fascinated me and made me feel lots of weird feelings. Um, because she's so absolute, and her eyes are open too. And she, God, she's just, and the, she only has a little bit of blood coming out of, mm -hmm. I think it's her nose or her back of her head. And she's, she's very intact. People back in the day died with style. Yeah, I mean, and she was dressed up very. Oh yeah, she went out, she was, she went out on a, on a good note. Yeah. Um, so that actually is, this is an interesting to topic because that photo has always just really fascinated me. Um, and I've never really talked about it, it to anybody. Yeah. It's time to do it. There's also, um, so that, that I've, I've always been like really enamored with that photo. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't really had a, a strong lust for life my whole life. So, um, 
also there's a girl who I think it was in 2016, 2015 or 16. Do you know the app Periscope? Yeah. It's it was kind of like live streaming stuff. Tw like Twitter's live streaming app. Sure. She was a French girl who live streamed her death. Oh, she hung herself from a tree? Is that the one? She ran. She got ran over by a train. Oh, I didn't. She jumped off a train. I watched. I watched the whole thing. Oh shit! I didn't yeah. know about this. Yeah, yeah per, that, it, it, That's what changed Periscope's terms of services. And she jumped off of. She jumped in front of a train or off a train. I can't remember. But it was like so. Like she's like really distraught. She was so fucking beautiful. And like you watch the whole video, and then all of a sudden, like her phone is like, she's dead. Like so this is what she's. The phone drops to the ground. Yeah, yeah, and you just see like. Thrum, thrum, thrum. But you don't see her dying. Yeah, you did. You saw her getting hit and like the rustling, and then just the phone is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that that always like really fascinated me. Like I was always like, what the absolute fuck? <laughs> like I don't know. It just that very fascinated me, and then I just kind of left it at that. I was mm -hmm. like, that was the weirdest thing ever. So, I don't know. Um. I also haven't really had the strongest lust for life, so I, I, I've always felt like I've had a, uh, a strong relationship with the absence of existence. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, I'm not afraid of that stuff. So it does fascinate me. Sure. So I mean, I think it fascinates everyone. Yeah. Uh, in some way, shape, or form. I think. Um, yeah. Even if you're just reading a horror novel. Or and. I did like checking out the cadavers. I went and checked out all the... <laughs> my first prom was in a cadaver thing. My first prom, we, were, we danced all around all these dead people. Like, there was, like, literally filleted dead people everywhere. It was called Body World. Our prom was in this educational... Okay, yeah, I was about to say, give museum. me more information on what... <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. It was in an educational museum, and it was called Body World, and it was all these cadavers, and so... Are you fucking kidding me? That's where our prom was. What the fuck school did you go to? A Mormon school. It was actually the what coolest thing the ever. Fuck? And then we... we I was in my dress, and my boyfriend, who I role, who I role-played for the first time ever, <laughs> stole my mom's skirt. We went and snuck up to the cadavers and like we didn't have full sex but like we went and had fun around the cadavers and sure. then yeah, and then we came back down and danced and ate cookies and did prom but yeah we were very like who in the mormon organization decided to it was um what do you call it the science museum it was like the so they would switch what their featured thing was so it used to be like the titanic and then it was body world, so it was all, so it was anatomy and like, and there was like um, fake anatomy things, like a fake thing of the heart and like eyeballs and it was really hokey, but. Holy shit. All right, let me do this. Let's pause for a second. Yeah. Really all right, guys, we're back. Quick uh, biological break. Um, <laughs> so uh, speaking of which, we were just talking about um, the, the Mormon party. <laughs> And uh, going upstairs to an area that had cadavers, and you suddenly had a little fun up there. So yeah, so that was my first prom. Mm. Um, <laughs> I went to a Mormon high school, and my boyfriend was Mormon, and so that and and we were very just like sad children who didn't have a very lust big lust for life to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, so we definitely 100% snuck. So the party was like downstairs and there was like some 
like big activities like there was like something to see if you were colorblind and like a, a cognitive test and like you know little there was like a what do you call it test of strength so you, like the boys could whack the thing and you know, very hokey little things at the bottom level of sure. the museum then the top level of the museum was kind of more adult and they had all the cadavers um, and it was called Body World, and it's for um, the anatomy, so you can, like, study all the anatomy systems. Be like, this is the lymphatic system, this is what the bones look like, and this is the different sections of the face and stuff like that. They and, had that, I mean, they, they have that here in Atlanta, but I think it's called something completely different. I think they have them, like, everywhere because yeah. it's really educational. But anyways, we definitely snuck up, up snuck off up there. Um, it was, like, me and a... Probably other group of friends, but they went off to do their own thing. We went off to do our own thing. Mm -hmm. We definitely finger banged around some dead people. <laughs> 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 so, and I remember, I remember like being up there for like 20, 30 minutes, and then the, some teachers were like, oh, you're not allowed up here. And then they like closed it off because they found us up there, and they're like, nobody else is allowed up here for the whole night. We were like, well, whatever. We got our we got our fun, so we don't want to go back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so that was your first introduction to uh, sex and death. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. I've almost forgot that that happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, that that's that's our job here at the podcast. <laughs> To bring those demons back. Yeah. Well, no, no, but like, I mean, they're not demons. They're, these are things that make you who you are. They're fun. It was fun, fun day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely ended well, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, let's see, the end of prom. I think we just went and smoked a butt ton of weed under a tunnel. I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around a Mormon high school deciding that that's a good place to have a prom. Yeah. I, I absolutely have no idea what to tell you. Like I'm, not, I, I'm kind of aware of how the Mormon I, religion works. I just didn't think that fucking oh, around corpses was one of the... Oh, not, well, or that, dancing that, around corpses. Dancing. We all, the corpses were upstairs. Yeah, the, okay, sure, that's better. And I honestly, because Mormons know other Mormons, and they're like kind of frugal, so they probably were like, oh yeah, Stacy runs the science museum, you know, we could rent that for free or for discount, is what I'm assuming. Oh, that's what I'm assuming. So yeah, they just had an open space. Yeah, and then they probably knew somebody. Whew. Because my, my high school kids rode horses to school. Okay. Yeah, like there was a little section. Not everybody were, only like a few. Did one they or have two. like a stable where they could park? Yeah, it was horses? right across. Yeah, it was literally. From the high school? Yeah. This so, is amazing. Yeah, so here's the high school and here's the library. And then there was a guy whose house was literally next to the library. And he had this little like gazebo. And you could park your horses under it. And it could have like a total of two to four horses. <sighs> so only, max only one or two people rode their horse to school. But still, like. Was it like horse pulling? Like a lot of people, like four people on one horse? Or No. no. <laughs> so, I drove okay. a car to school. I'm trying to like adapt my experiences to yours. So it's like, hey man, can you just pick us up? Like, can you just pick us up? Just stop it. Stop it like the uh, Chevron. Pick up some cigarettes. I have seen people drive through driveways with horses. Oh, that's amazing. It, yeah, being from Arizona, quite a few times I've seen people go through the drive through with oh, horses. Oh, what I would do to get like a burger. On <laughs> a horse. <laughs> That's At that point, you would just have to shoot me. I'd be like, this is as good as life's going to get. 
I just got. Yeah. I'm gonna ride into the into the sunset while holding a Big Mac <laughs> with my McFlurry. Mm. Oh my god! It's a McRib and a shotgun. <laughs> but okay, so let's talk about death because we were talking about like you know death is a fetish and how that's a big taboo. And yeah. I mean, I feel like it still is. I feel like there's still a lot of pockets in in the world of fetish where they they. I wouldn't say frown upon it, but they kind of avoid it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, but it's something I bring up a lot because it's the it's the thing it's the mm-hmm. thing that in this profession that is the dark side of the coin. Yeah. Right. So uh, have you done anything like that besides the vor? Yeah, I was about to say. Well, I'm dead a lot at the end of the vor. But that's kind of more implied, right? We don't see your splayed open cooked carcass no um you get in the i call it the turkey position Mm. like how they thanksgiving turkey you know your legs are crossed and your hands are crossed like an apple in your mouth exactly 100 percent an apple in the mouth they put me on this little pan i've also i've been roasted on a spit okay i've been roasted alive quote unquote on a spit um they they told me that I was the best model that they ever had for that to pretend to die slowly because <laughs> because of my size. Sure. And um, I I completely went a hundred percent limp, and they were like, "How did you do that?" And I was like, "I I don't know. I've I've just done some ragdoll stuff mm-hmm. because of the wrestling." Well, it's not easy. Yeah, and so they were like, "We've never seen somebody fully ragdoll like that." And um, the spit is pretty big, so. And I'm pretty small, so I was literally, like, being rotated inside of it, like, falling, continuously falling, like, on the metal, like, in a rotating manner. And um, so I, like, roasted alive, and I was alive when I was on it, and then I, like, "Ah, I'm dead. (laughs) So that was really cool. Um, What other times have I been dead? I'm trying to think. I think that's it. I think those are the only times I've been well, shit. dead. Okay. But that's more than some other people. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you have the lead on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, we, no, we, we've done, I mean, the stuff that we do here is very, like, my stuff is very, um... Mm. I've been um, chloroformed before, quote unquote. Oh, well, let's, yeah, that's a completely different thing. Yeah. Because you're talking dead. about limp fetish, or not limp fetish, limp fetish was something else that, that actually limp fetish was yeah. people who limp. <laughs> um, but that's what they use now in clothes for sale because you 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 would uh, you used to be able to say sleepy fetish, but now you can't. So now you have to use limp fetish, hmm. which actually was originally made for people who had a limp, like walked funny. Really? Yeah. So they took limp fetish people who were. Uh, 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 I hope I'm not giving too much away, but clothes for sale introduced this whole rule where you can't say the word sleep, you can't say the word sleepy, you can't do it legally. Yeah. And so they couldn't use sleep fetish anymore. So Weird. They, what, what these guys who produce sleep fetish did is they switched it over to category limp fetish. Limp meaning you're completely limp. Oh. However, that category was originally made for people who like to see girls who had a bad leg. That's really interesting to me because I have a friend who does amputee, fet- uh, yeah. amputee porn. And that's, that's huge, yeah. She fucks people with her stump. Oh, that's, a, that's a big thing. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I'm glad to see that she has a leg up. <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's, that's one of the first extreme porns I ever saw was a girl fucking another girl with a stump. And I was like, well, there really? you go. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, that, that's a thing. With a stump, like her, her yeah, stumpy leg. Yeah, uh, we did a whole episode on it. It was this movie called Prisoner of Pleasure where a girl at the end, like, they're on a 
shrine and like these guys are like it's kind of like this secret society and they're watching these two girls make out and one of the girls appears to have a leg but then she removes her fake leg right and her starts putting like you know ky jelly or whatever the fuck on her leg or and was then, it small was it thin i mean it was it was you know it was a stump so it was like the way stops look, but I guess, you know... So that's a lot to pack in yeah, there. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> that's a lot to pack yeah, in there. Yeah, and some people can take it, so, yeah. Yeah. That's true. With the aid of lube. With the aid of lube and some practice. Everything's a dildo if you just believe in it. Oh, God. Yeah, so... Uh, if you believe in it! If you believe! Oh, my God, I'm never going to look at anything the yeah, same Yeah, that should be... Ever. Yeah, that should be a Disney song that comes out at some point. It's a dildo. If you believe... I'm never going to look at literally any object ever. This make a love ultra. <laughs> it could be a dildo. It will enjoy. No. <laughs> but no, so so let's go to, so the stuff that we do, for example, it's very much um, campy. So it's mm -hmm. like, oh, you get your neck snapped. And you pretend to just kind of go limp. Or <gasps> in other cases, you have to have your eyes open. Or if you get shot, you pretend to like, grab your chest. Yeah. And, oh, you got me. And you like do the final breaths of like, <gasps> and then you just like. Just stare at it, you know. A yeah, smile. yeah. I'm, I'm, trying to th I'm trying to think what, because it's also very late. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think more that I've died, because I bet you that there have been times I've died. Oh no, and it's okay if you don't. I mean, uh, but yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, but what? Do you, so, so you don't have those misgivings where you're like, well, that's too dark. That's too. No, um, and I've done it before. Like the only thing that is really uh, off-putting to me is brother, sister family stuff mm -hmm. i'm like no incest and i'm like i don't want to call my co-star my brother even though he's not i'm like i'd rather i don't even think that's allowed i think you can do stepbrother i don't even fucking know anymore i think stepbrother's legal now i don't even yeah exactly stepsister stepbrother stepmom i think that's how you can do it yeah exactly i was like, even though yeah i was like even then i'm like yeah so what is it okay so what is it about that 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 skews you up um, this is becoming such a major thing now in Poland. Well, I have adopted, um, not all of my family is related to me. Mm -hmm. So, I have adopted brother. Mm -hmm. So, I guess, um, and then, yeah. So, I, I just, I'm so like. just crosses a line. Yeah, especially because, like, he's adopted and I'm just like, fuck no, never. <laughs> That's my brother. So, I, I feel like it just makes it weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I do have quite a bit of family members that are they're my family, but we're yeah. technically not related. Like, but that, blood. I mean, yeah. But they're definitely my family. So, I don't know. I just, I'm like, nah. But that's what makes it a taboo. Yeah, exactly. Because for some people, it's like, oh, man, I'm going to delve into this. Like, death. It's like, right. Yeah, I'll totally get killed. <laughs> Murder me, but I'm yeah. not going to touch my stepbrother. Right. And, like, I, I even know somebody who's, like, into their dad. Like. Well, there's a reason why people, like... I mean, certain like women like men who look like their dad. Yeah, or, yeah. Or younger women like men who are more beefy and older. Like, mm -hmm. there's that weird psychological connection. There's that comfort. Yeah. Of, like, there's a big, beefy man. Where did that come from? And then you look at pictures of her and her dad, and you're like, oh, okay, well, there's at least a part of that. Right. That comes from that. I'm like, not going to say... that uncannily like him. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't want to say... That does not mean that you want to fuck your dad. But mm -hmm. what it means is that your father was a source of... 
comfort and mm -hmm. warmth and and you know just it's a beautiful place to be in your head yeah and, and if someone who you meet who's a stranger can bring that to you mm -hmm. then i get it totally right get it. You know, just like how we were talking about like why you're attracted to things yeah like well if you're attracted to tall muscular guys like yeah and your father's tall well that makes sense like do you, you have a type <laughs> yeah i i think i do um not at just Jewish looking guys. I was <laughs> 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 like, if they look Jewish, then I'm down. Nice. Yeah. I like dark I never, hair. I never had a type. I like dark hair and like a scruffy, not not beards and but and not clean cut. But just like a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. five o'clock shadow. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Big noses. <laughs> I do. Um Yeah. Yeah, I I that's the one thing I never had was a type. I thought really? I did. I thought I did. Like, and then I started dating in high school, and I was just like, well, I just dated a blonde and a brunette, and then I, uh, a black girl, and then a right. girl. And so I just, I just liked, I liked women. Right. And yeah. see, like, yeah, I have friends who like all flavors, but, like, I was actually talking to my sister, and because I was like, you have a type. Because mm -hmm. I was talking to her, and I was like, you like vanilla Mexicans. <laughs> and she's always dating, like, a Hispanic guy that's very pale. Interesting. Yeah, always. She's always dating, like, they just kind of look. And then my sister was like, well, you do too. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're always dating a guy who's... Got the big nose. Yeah, and she's like, you're always dating a Jewish-looking guy. And I was like... By the way, we're not, ex we're not trying to say that every Jewish man in the world has a big nose. Uh, that is... But if you do, come here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a stereotype. Not every you know. There's, there's a lot of Jewish men I know that don't have. Like, yeah, nose, yeah. Like my partner right now has a very petite nose. Actually, there you go. He's but he and he's very Jewish looking. You're bridging out. I am. I'm. I'm exploring. Slowly exploring the world. It's good. It's good. Be adventurous with the small nose. <laughs> But uh, is I took there, a chance. So, uh, I guess another couple of questions. I, well, actually, let me go back. So there's something you said that really stuck with me. You hmm. said that you never had a lust for life. What does that mean? Um, I I was just like a very sad little kid. And I, so you were I, kind of emo? Yeah. Like, I, I tried to commit suicide many times. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, like, started that at a very young age. So I never, like, really wanted to, like, be alive. So I feel like... Maybe I have a very big interest in necro stuff because I just have never really ca cared until I got until adulthood about being alive. I was always like, I didn't consent to be alive. When did that change for you? Um, probably when I was like 22, 23 is when things changed. Not too long ago. Um, it was like three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. So what, what changed it for you? Um... My partner's a really great person. He definitely has helped me a lot. Um, That's great. Yeah, just being happy. Um, did the whole therapy thing. And That's good, too. Yeah, also got a stable place to live. Like, I just didn't have, like, the best, most stable upbringing. Um, and so, it I just wasn't a happy child to begin with. So... So, yeah, life threw a lot of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and I just didn't want to be around. And also, well, my mother didn't want to be around either, so I feel like she kind of indoctrinated those feelings onto me. <sighs> yeah. Because I saw my mom, like, I saw her feeling like that, mm -hmm. so maybe that's why I Did she eventually... She's still around. Um, she's 
working on it. She's working on it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, she's working on it. Well, I'm glad you're around. Thank you, yeah. Otherwise, this would be a very boring night. (laughs) (laughs) Weird podcast, right? I would be weird. Yeah, it's a weird, yeah, it's like... (laughs) Let's talk about a potential person that could have been here. Right. <laughs> and I'm just going to pour uh, some Prosecco. Pour one out. never going to drink it. Yeah. No, uh, but uh, so let's go on to the next topic because I, I, I do want to bring up, it, we're on the subject of taboo. So like if someone was to bring a, a potential custom shoot for you or, or up for you, like what are the things that you would say no to? Like absolutely hard no's. Obviously we talked about incest. That's, yeah. That's a big no. Um. Scat, no thank you. That's a big, that's, that's one that's very common. Right? Yeah, that people just like hard limit. Um, mm-hmm. I do. What about pee? I'll do, I'll do that. Really? Yeah. I find that so fascinating. It's always <laughs> just like, I won't poop, but I will piss all over your house. So, <laughs> I wouldn't at first. And I, I still am really pee shy. And producers all the time are like, pee for me. And I'm like, give me the camera because I can't do it in front of you. That's a weird way to introduce somebody. It's, yeah. All this, like... Yeah. Hi, I'm Greg. Pee for me. Yeah, and they're always like, do this on camera. And I'm always like, I can, but here's the catch. Mm-hmm. Go away. Give me the camera. And they're always like, what? And I'm like, I can record it, but I'm pee shy. And I think it's the sound. I think I'm pee shy with the sound. I've tried. I've tried to be in front of people, and I can record it, and I'm like, that. I have no problem you watching it. Sure. But when I'm like trying to perform in front of somebody, I'm like, And I've tried so many times, so I don't know. I know it's a psychological. I have a friend who's done that too. Like he, he couldn't. It was, it was a, a male performer who couldn't do it. I think it's the sound. I think that I because I was the kind of kid who always pushed the hand dryer. Sure. When I went to pee, so I was oh. like, I don't want people to hear me pee. Yeah. So I think that it's still to this day that so, I'm yeah. no problem with people seeing me pee. I'll sell the video, whatever sells. Um, but. And I, honestly, I wouldn't do it for a really long time. I was like, no, no, I won't do it. No, I won't do it. And then I had a client that just was, he, he was asking for it all the time. Um, and I go to school full time. So I was like, yeah, I need the money. Sure. <laughs> sure. So that's kind of how I explored peeing. But I was very against it for quite a while. And then I was just like, <sighs> how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> but I do, I do love the idea of like, you know, hey man, how'd you get through college? He's like, well, you know, I bartended. Oh, I waitressed. I peed. Peed on people. Peed. Yeah. I have a buddy who got through college and bought his car by, he was gay for pay and he would squeeze basketballs on cam and he would just squeeze stuff. Nice. And that's how he made all his money is squeezing things. Jesus and like, Christ. they wanted to see like his muscles mm. and like this, like quiver and like him squeezing sure, stuff. Sure, sure, sure. I didn't get it because I was a lot younger than him. And I was like, you do you. You grab your bag. <laughs> I, I got paid at one point to just do scissors because they, there was a couple of guys that liked my legs. Really? Yeah. And That's I was just awesome. like, hey, man, I want to see your legs. I'm like, okay, sure. I wore, Can I wear shorts? Sure. <laughs> I wore just gym shorts. And like I would just do some scissors on like one of the girls. And they would just be like, all right, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And they were just like, thanks, boo. Like, yeah, we got to see man's legs. Or, yeah, yeah, just legs. So, like, yeah, everyone zeroes in on that shit. But, like, uh, I still like the idea of being able to go, like, hey, man, how'd you pay your way through college? Uh, I pretended to get shot. Um, <laughs> I peed on a man. I peed on somebody. 
So no scat, uh, yes to pee. Yeah. You said no, uh, no incest. Although stepbrother, stepsister is maybe a thing you might try. I'm not. You're I, not raring to go at it. Yeah, it's I'm weird. like. It's so I've weird. done it. I've done. I don't want to say that's it, what the line. Well, I don't want to use the word weird, but like it's 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 awkward. Yeah. For it's, me, it's awkward because like I feel like it's something that isn't necessary. Right. And However, I, I have friends who are very much into incest. Uh, fetish. Right. Who, ha- who are the best people in the world, so I have to, I really want to explore it as a taboo. And yeah. Go like, why? But I feel like fetishes are a way for our brains to kind of make peace with our past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Turn it into something beneficial. Hmm. As opposed to like, I'm going to just start killing everyone that shits on people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> As opposed to just like that. Right. Like, yeah. Right. And like, I definitely, like how I talked to you about the necro stuff. I'm like, yeah, I definitely could say I'm into that, even though I don't think I really explored it because I know that I'm fascinated of those photos and definitely finger banged around some dead people. <laughs> like, definitely did that. Like, can't but pretending to be it. dead and pretending to get yeah, like, killed, pretending to get knocked out. I, like, yeah, yeah, I have, I've done the chloroform stuff. Sure. Role play quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Which it's like you're not dead, but you're not. in private role play. Yeah, yeah, I've done chlor- chloroform. So sleepy is one of your kinks. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Well, it's I, the, it's I'd the... say more ragdoll. I don't really know how. To, like, I like the ragdoll. Like, just being used, and not used sexually, but like being moved around. Yeah, I was gonna say kind of being like ragamuffin. Like, sure, just like because I I am a fifty fifty sw- uh, switch, so it's like. That's like hardcore subspace, I feel like. Sure. So it's like you're really uh, relinquishing power in that ragdoll. Pretending to be asleep. Yeah, you're not conscious. Like, okay. That really is. Yeah. It really is. It's basically like I now, if I'm going to continue to, to do the role play correctly, right. I can't fight back. Exactly. Like I'm not flailing and making a lot of noise anymore. So it's a very light version of getting tied up. Kind of. I guess so. Yeah. 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 And I really enjoy getting tied up. My partner doesn't really know how to do it. So I guess maybe that's yeah. how I compromised in my head. It's a psychological way of getting... It, it's, it's psychological bondage. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm unconscious. Well, it means that's I can't really move. valid, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and my partner's so wonderful, but he can't tie a knot for shit. <laughs> so one thing I've learned from my wife, she was just like, I'm going to teach you how to rig this one thing. I'm like, all right. So now it kind of... I'm the knot tire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She has to get tied up for stuff, so I have to do it. Uh, but, like, yeah. Rigging is, oh, man. When I see someone do it, I'm just like, that's so much work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a beautiful end result. Yeah, like the photo I showed you. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Rigged up, yeah. Uh, okay, so other things that you will not do. Um, Age play? That's another one that we get Yeah, a well, I love DDLG. So it's Which that's is? Daddy Dom Little Girl. Explain. So that's like in the age play um, world. World. So Daddy Dom DDLG is a fetish where you dress up like a baby or a little girl, and so that I ha- is definitely age play. Yeah. Yeah, and so I have a few onesies that are like baby outfits and sure. pacifiers, and I'm very into that. But I don't like. So it's like it's interesting because I don't like saying like I'm a little girl. I'm seven. Like, I don't like that, but I don't. Yeah. Like, That's very exact. Exactly. But I definitely am like, oh, I have the pacifier on. I'm wearing Hello Kitty 
So it's cute. It's so cute. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I, I like dressing up and I like role play. Sure, so sure. I guess I guess it's just a another area of role play. Do you ever do animal play? No, I haven't done really any beastie or furry stuff. Um, well, I mean, like, I have, like, friends who do kitty play. Okay, I guess, play. I guess I've done kitty a little bit. Because I have, like, a kitty butt plug and kitty ears. But... Sure. I... That was more for my partner. Mm. Yeah. Like, not for me. <laughs> um, it was... I, I just really like dressing... Like, role play and dressing up, I guess. Yeah. So, it kind of falls under... That so I'm like I don't really know how to answer if I specifically like age play. I think it's more role play and that that falls. Well, we're the, talking about like things that are you know that you're willing taboo. to do. On yeah. yeah, yeah. So I do the DDLG, but I I don't like saying like. Mm -hmm. I also play because I the way I look I I often am asked to play an 18 year old or 19 year old all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm always. Very, very often in whatever fetish thing I'm in, I'm coming home from high school. Sure. <laughs> coming home from college. And school girl outfit. Exactly. And then whatever happens, happens. So <laughs> I'm, I'm super used to that. So it's like, I guess to a degree, but I don't like the underage thing. I don't like saying like I'm. Oh, like actually announcing. Exactly. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I didn't. And I've never been like I'm 16. Like no. The most I'll say is 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's quote unquote legal. But I mean, there's only so much you can say if you're being asked to like wear a diaper. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my question. It's like when I say age play, I think... yeah, I've done diaper stuff. Okay. Yeah. But at that point, you don't be like I'm two. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Exactly. And because I, I know a lot of people like pretend that they're two and sure. they're like start talking baby talk and they're like hey well i'm i can't even talk baby talk. no I, i'm i don't go completely well we can get you a couple of drinks here. right exactly oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean it is a form of regression regression right? yeah um so it's like yes and no like to a degree to a degree but you, be, uh, what i like about it is you didn't like raise your nose at it because like a lot of people like i it's not what i'm at all, like I just I don't understand it from a personal standpoint. Like I can't imagine being in a situation where that's the role play. Uh huh. But age like, play stuff. Yeah, yeah. But after a while, I was just like, you know what? As long as it's consenting adults. Right. It kind of yeah. That's kind of how I feel. And I'm I know a lot of girls who are into. Maybe it's also because I'm into it, so I see a lot of girls who are into it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is kind of. Um, Progression and role play, but it's also kind of like safe space. Yeah, like role play like that could be what it is. Yeah, I get to. Life is hard, and I have bills to pay, so I get to pretend for a few what, hours what, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of people who are in the mainstream don't understand is that a lot of these people use this as a coping mechanism. Yeah, they really do. And it's like you know what? I just had fucking six weeks of shit in my work, and now. Here's the weekend, and there's a fetish party, and I get to just have somebody stick shit in my ass. Yeah, or I, I get beaten. I, or I get beaten. Or, or I, I get, get to, to beat someone. I, yeah, I get to beat someone, or I get to just like let this release happen, or I get to just sit in a giant crib and pretend to be a baby mm -hmm. and let someone else take care of me for a change. Yeah. There's a lot of people that do private sessions, for example. That, oh, yeah. That, you know, have you done private sessions? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, a I lot do a lot of, of foot stuff. 
a lot of these guys that show up to the sessions are in positions of extreme power, whether it's not necessarily monetarily, but just, hey, I'm a drill sergeant or I'm a police officer. Yeah, and they actually want to relinquish that power. Because they're just sick of it. Yeah, 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 and they want to be domed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, For a split second, they want someone else to tell them what to do. Right, right. And when it's on their own terms, they're Mm -hmm. able to be like, this is fucking great. I, I do know a few men who actually do the DDLG mm-hmm. and they dress up as babies. Oh yeah. 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 It's very common. Yeah. I know quite a few men who dress up as babies and do the age play. And I'm like, okay. I was like, mommy's here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was the other, there was another one I was going to ask you if you would, if you uh, probably say yes or no to, and now I can't think of it. Hmm. Um, cause I can't think of any other extremes. Am I missing something? I honestly think there was something on the tip of my tongue that I was going to ask you if you, what you thought about. Like I, now Shark it's, fetish. Just kidding. I don't know what that is. Uh, that's probably... You just created it. <laughs> <laughs> Shark fetish. There's now a clip of sales story. <laughs> oh. but, um, but yeah, we talked about like the things that you... Um, any fetishes that you have not done yet. I think we did hit that, right? What was your answer for that? Um... I mean, there's definitely been a few that I haven't done yet. I just f- fucking don't even know um, at this point. Is there anything that you've thought of that maybe like you think would catch on as a fetish that no one's done before? <laughs> Besides shark fetish. <laughs> <laughs> so I joke all the fucking time. And I'm always facetious. But then I had somebody be like, I used to do that and make a lot of money. And I was like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm always like... <laughs> Sorry. There's nothing original left in the Yeah, head. I'm always like, you know, fetish, um, tying girls up, DDLG, farting. And when I say that, people are always like, what? Farting? And I'm always saying that. Have you done that, that before? No. Okay. I'm always saying that facetiously, but then I talk to somebody. Could you do that? If someone paid you money, he's like, hey, I want you to fart, like, on a cake or in my mouth. <laughs> I'm sure I could have. Cake Farts is a website, by the way. <laughs> Kill me right now. I can't even. <laughs> and so I was talking to a fetish producer. I was like, yeah, blah, 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 you know, farting. And she's like, <laughs> her face, <laughs> I'm cracking up, went so serious. And she's like, yeah, I used to make a lot of money off that. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> farting is massive. It's a huge thing. Yeah. I was like, oh. I have friends who do face sitting where it's like face sitting, but then they'll throw in the sounds. Like the sound yeah, yeah. That's what she did. She did the sound of, she did farting in public and it would get people's reactions. Like, was it real or like staged? 50-50. Oh. So she would try and find models who had lactose intolerance problems. Christ. Yeah, I was like, not me. <laughs> or she would put the fanny fanny cushion sure. in, in your pants, and she'd just be like, squeeze your legs on the fanny cushion. But I was just like, and then recording all the people around, like at the donut shop or whatever, and I was like, no, I'm, I can't. That feels more like a prank show. Though. It does. Um, I, and then I just did, um, for the first time, I did try burping fetish. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing until a few weeks ago. And the, a model. She, Anybody. Yeah, I just. Anything I, is a, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I did. And I don't drink soda at all. So it's the first time I've had soda in years. And we did a burping competition for Eclipse for Sale stores. And I was like, oh my god. I was I definitely felt like I was the loser because I was like, Bleh, little tiny burps. And they were like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm not experienced with this. But, um, so that was something that I tried that I never tried. Or didn't even know was a thing. 
Uh, what about the actual, we talked about earlier, the necrophilia th stuff? Like, just, um, just done necro where I've been dead for the vor. Like, but if someone that implied sexual contact after you were killed, is that a bad thing to you? Um, I mean, obviously I'm not actually dead. <laughs> so that's like, that's the thing to me that is why it's not oh, creepy. Oh, that was the one that I was going to ask you about was the, the biggest taboo. Well, not the biggest, but it's up there. But like, you know, rape fetish. No, no, not really. Mm. Not really down. No. And obviously not real penetration on camera, but like someone implying, like pretending to do it like some girls be like oh if it's pretend yeah if it's see that's that's the question right that's the awkward part is mm -hmm. it's like it's consensual but you have to pretend that it's not consensual see that's fine mm -hmm. because it is consensual but then like don't try and trick me or something no but like if no one's showing penetration on camera for example mm -hmm. I, I've like I've seen I've talked to a couple of uh, girls that we work with who have that particular fantasy mm-hmm and I try to re it's like a landmine uh, it's it's well sorry it's a minefield when you talk about that because you're like okay where did this come from and, yeah and also how do you want it shot like whenever this happens with you like how do you deal with it and and certain producers of course will be like well I want full penetration and other people will be like well it's implied but the idea is still there I'm just not it. down for that yeah. to be I've had a few bad things happen to me yeah so after having a few bad things happen to me, I'm like, nope, 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 not down unless it's consensual. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't. It, it, it draws, it, and it draws a very interesting line psychologically because, you know, being into the world of BDSM mm -hmm. and control and being told what to do or being tied up, mm -hmm. like, it's just such a, it's it's a gray area, but yeah. at the same time, you in your case, you're bringing private experiences to the table because I'm totally fine with consensual non-consensual yeah I'm totally fine sure. with that because it's technically consensual like I'm just saying oh no it's an extended form of role play exactly yeah. I was gonna say it's just the script it's just me saying oh no because I'm actually down for it I'm mm -hmm. actually okay with everything but then when it comes to real non-consensual like I just just don't want anything to no mm. no thank you and if someone like presents a script to you and says like, well, you're this girl in this house and someone breaks in and... That's okay. Be again, if it's consensual, non-consensual. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. When I, when I say rape fantasy, I think about it that way. If someone's filming you and you're like... Then I'm okay with... Yeah. a bad guy and you're okay with the actor. And... Yeah, yeah. If I'm like, let me read the script. Yeah, it's me... not going to trigger. Yeah. And there, there have been a few times where I'm like, I'm okay with everything except he's not allowed to... I don't want him saying this part. Sure. Okay. And I'm like, we're not going to do this line. Um, I've definitely... Don't touch me here. Yeah, or it's mostly like some of the lines. Like, I'm like, we're not going to say this line. Like, that's a little... No. Um, Don't call me this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, I'm very delicate when it comes to that. Like, I always go through words. Right. Like, is this okay for this person to say? Yeah. Um, it's like... I'm mean, usually okay with like you know you're, you can call me whatever bad word, but then when they're really like describing what they're gonna do yeah. and like really going into detail, I'm like, no, you can just show it on camera. <laughs> you don't need to just go and be like, <laughs> yeah, you I'm sound gonna cut like, out your tongue. Yeah, you don't need to sound like. And then like their producer, whoever the actor is, is like doing a Batman voice. I'm like, okay, no. Like, no, thank you. Wait, wait, producer's <laughs> doing a Batman. Whoever, like whoever, yeah, I'm working with is all. 
Because it's consensual, non-consensual. So they're like, I'm going to get you. I'm like, no. I can smell you. Exactly. I'm like, okay, bring it down. <laughs> so what did, uh, uh, a couple of final questions. I have so many. Hmm. You're very, very uh, fascinating. Thank you. But, and I still haven't worked with you. I mean, you can <laughs> totally suck tomorrow. Oh, man. If she sucks, we'll do a separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the morning after. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is a disaster. Guys, she was terrible. Um, <laughs> just listen to her thoughts. <laughs> her actions are just... <laughs> the action is just, no. She just laid there. Oh, my God. Three days later, we found out she was dead. <laughs> oh no, but, God. um, uh, so we did... It was good for Ragdoll. <laughs> no, but, uh, um... Biggest pet, uh, biggest pet peeves when it comes to uh, fetish production. What are you, what are the things that bug you? Oh my gosh! Do not make me use a silicone toy that some other bitch used. All right, let me back that up. <laughs> Who does? Wait, this happens. <laughs> this really happens. Not all fetish producers are the most. Perfect. I mean, no. Hashtag not all fetish producers, but like. Someone just hands you a toy that someone just used? It wasn't like... <laughs> okay, I said that all crudely. <gasps> they didn't just use it, and it was clean, but I'm okay with using glass toys that someone else has used that you clean, like if that's your... Yeah, yeah, I mean... But if it's silicone, because silicone is porous to a small degree, just gift that to that girl and... <laughs> Get another one from Amazon. Like, oh fuck! I learned something new. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't. When they're like, "Oh yeah, I want you to use this silicone toy," and I can, and I and I can tell it hasn't come straight out of a box. Oh. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, because you can't really throw that into like a dishwasher or anything like that. No, and you can use toy cleaner. Um, mm -hmm. which glass glass toys you use toy cleaner, you know, it yeah, should be fine. fine. Yeah. yeah, but technically, silicone is porous to a very you know, finite degree. Sure. So I just the hypochondriac in me is like nah. I you know as long as the hypochondriac in you is made of glass, you're good. <laughs> exactly. Um that's probably one of my big pet peeves that has happened a few times. Also, I like water and food on set. <laughs> oh, we talked about this. Okay, so yeah, what the fuck? It's sometimes there's been a few where I'm like, there's no water? There's no... They're like, there's a tap. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. I'm I'm like, wait, we're hiking out on, on location and there's no water and I'm hiking? What, what, what? I'm so glad I brought my own water. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. So I, I appreciate hospitality um, a lot. So <laughs> that's why I'm just like, thank you so much when I came at the beginning. You guys are amazing. No, we did talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Where you were like, you got me a one-way flight? I like, literally was like... <gasps> and I was like, wait, that that's not the, the usual thing? It's not. It's not. A one-way flight, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm a fucking princess. Ooh. I was like, I'm royalty. The cutest thing you said was you were like, um, you're like I, I, I went the whole flight not realizing <laughs> that the little TV in front of me was for free. Yeah. The, f the little TV in front of me was free, and I didn't touch it because... You thought you had to pay for everything. I thought I had to pay <laughs> What the fuck flights? I'm sounding bougie right now, but like, <laughs> what flight? Like, is it like spirit? Yeah, just... let's jet! <laughs> Allegiance! So what? 
Is it just somebody who just shows up and does like a puppet show for you? <laughs> you, you bring a book. <laughs> you look out the window. They're like, look, we're gonna we're gonna do Batman, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, but with puppets. Yeah, I heard a joke long time ago, and it was like, yeah, if you fly on Spirit, you get the Cockroach Theater. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? He did not just say that. I did a great joke on SNL where they were like apparently there was like a possum. They found a possum in one of the cargo bays of a of like a Delta flight. I'm dead. And then they were just like, oh, well, that's great because the possum in spirit is usually what drops down when the pressure. That's what you have to put over your mouth. Ew! And the possum? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, no. So, but yeah, like we, we talked about it before and sorry if you guys have to hear this again, but like hmm. we... Literally, like, when people shoot at our uh, on site with us, like, when we just put out some food. Yeah. Or so, some waters or some drinks or just, you mm-hmm. know, Diet Cokes or Yes, you know, so that, those are my big pet peeves, um, working with fetish producers. Sure. Also, just, I guess it's a pet peeve with in general is just don't make assumptions. Meaning? Just in general, just uh, limits or anything. Oh, always discuss everything. Yeah, exactly. And there's been a few times where I'm like, "Eh, no. (laughs) Actually, we got to change the script Mm -hmm. a little bit. They're like, why? I'm like, because... Uh, no. <laughs> Once again, I feel like I feel like shooting a fetish clip is pretty much like having a dom session, or a, yeah, or actually not even a dom session. I would say it's like playing at a play party. You mm-hmm. want to have that constant communication. And I honestly feel like my limits are pretty. Like I don't do full of porn, but like my limits are more than a lot of models that I know. Yeah. So like I'm pretty easygoing and can deal with a lot of stuff. So. But, I think the idea of assumption is a, is, is a big one because like when you have a particular kind of uh, fetish producer who encounters, let's say, somebody who's done porn, mm-hmm. they, not all of them, but some of them might go to some weird default mode in their brain where they go, well, she must be okay with this. With, yeah, with using all the holes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And that's one of the worst things you can assume. Mm-hmm. You know, I did it once a long time ago. I was, uh, I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but like back when I first started, there was a girl who suddenly decided that she didn't want to wear bikinis mm-hmm. and she wanted to wear one pieces or wanted to wear jeans and t-shirts. And I totally was an asshole. I was just like, really? Because you do this and you do that. And she was like, well, I don't do it anymore. And it took me a good week or two to be like, man, I was a dick. Yeah. You know, I should not have said that. I should mm-hmm. be like, you know, the moment that someone says this is not my limit, or sorry, this is my limit, is the day you start respecting that. Right. And the thing is, too, is I, I know quite a few porn stars who did, who did and do, or do and did, mainstream porn. Sure. And then they are, quote unquote, retired or semi-retired. So they're, they have reassessed their limits. And they're not doing the same kind of mainstream. And everyone's limits are pretty much on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, to me. humans are very fluid. There's some, and there's, I mean, there's people who were like, you know what, I got fucked in the ass yesterday. That doesn't mean I want to get fucked in the ass today. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> want to fuck me in the vagina? Fine. Right. You want to just suck my tits? Fine. But like, 
I don't want to do ass fucking today. Mm -hmm. and, and at that point, you have to respect everyone's limits. Right. Or they're like, hey, I'm all ready for you today because I got all loosened up yesterday. <laughs> like, okay. No. Yeah. And I've heard some <laughs> horror stories. Like there was a girl that I worked with who was a dear friend of mine and she was a, an exotic dancer. Mm -hmm. And she went to shoot with this guy up in, I don't know, Gainesville? No. I don't know. But uh, it was a guy who did pedal pumping. And uh, pedal pumping videos. Whereas, do you, do you not know what that is? That is that where you put the saline? No. <laughs> I love it. I finally came up with the... Something I don't know. Yes. Tell me. So pedal pumping pedal basically pumping. is um, you get into a car and you're driving right. around. And then the in this case, the driver is the fetish producer. No, sorry. There's, there's, so basically there's two. There's one steering wheel and you're driving this old car. And you're wearing a dress with beautiful stockings. That's part of the fetish is the stockings. What? It's a pantyhose. Uh-huh. So, you do a lot uh, of pantyhose fetish. Pantyhose stuff. And so the guy who's driving or the guy who's filming you has a kill switch on the car. So, like, it's a huh? car. So he'll press a button and the car suddenly dies. Huh? And so the fetish is that you're a beautiful woman in this beautiful dress with beautiful stockings and beautiful high heels. And you, you're driving the car and it breaks down. And suddenly you can't get the car to start. So you're like, jin, 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 grabbing the, uh, the key. Jin, 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 nothing happens. You get upset. You get out of the car. You open up the hood. You can't figure out what's going on. Oh, my God. So finally you slam the hood down. You get back into the driver's seat. And you put your foot down. And you keep pumping that pedal. What? The gas pedal. That's it? It's jin, 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 jin. And the kill switch is still on, so you can't get it to start. And so that's where the fetish begins. So this guy's filming you in this dress and your legs. Jerking the car. Just pressing that, pumping the pedal. What the absolute fuck? Pedal pumping. Jin, 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 I, nope. Yay! That was a thing. I was about to say, there's a lot of fetishes <laughs> I don't know are out there. Because like one that I, I just worked for... I worked for Ken Marcus over summer, and he was like a big Playboy photographer, and he was like, what are your limits? And I'm always like, no blood, no, I don't, I just, blood is like my hard limit. Sure. I just don't do blood at Yeah, we don't do blood either. In real life, either, like I, if I see it, I'm like, huh? <laughs> so, he was like, oh, okay, well, what I wanted to do with you was to fill your tits and your pussy with saline. Like, needle play and then pump it up with, and do like, I was, so it's like inflation, but it was different. And he's like, it'll, the size will go down after a few days because it's Oh, you're actual, like. Like, stick needles in your skin, in your body, and like, actually fill up your, and he showed shit. me photos of a bitch who actually did it, and her pussy got all fat, and her tits got <laughs> fat, and I was like, nope, nope, absolutely not, I am not shooting that for you. Um, let's do something else, but I'd love to work with you. Something else. I, I can <laughs> like he had just something else on the back burner. Yeah. Like like he's like, all right, wear a bikini. Exactly. Basically, I did some like dungeon oh glamour God. stuff, which was great. It was fucking amazing. But I, yeah, I was like, I didn't even know that fetish existed. Pedal pumping. That's why I was like, okay, pumping. No. Yeah. <laughs> Making um, your vagina fat? No, yeah. it was pedal pumping. So like, that's a, but that's not even the that's not even the point of the story. That's that's the background. Uh -huh. So the the entire point was that he this guy had one of my friends over and he had a mansion. This guy was rich. Uh -huh. 
and he had like six or seven classic cars that he had outfitted with the, the kill switch. So the girls would get in the car, drive around, the car would break down, he would like press a button and then he would like film them, you know, pressing the... Being pissed yeah. off and doing... Yeah. And it, on the surface, it's a really, you know, it's a very clean fetish. Yeah, kind of cute. I mean, shit, you wear a cute dress. Yeah. You get to put on... 19- very 50s. 1950s style... Uh, um, uh, kind of fetish. Uh, sorry, pantyhose and, and the shoes and you're just pressing the thing. But like the girl was just like, one of the girls was just like, it started getting a little weird because like when he was filming, he was doing this thing where he was filming, but he was just, I can't, obviously this is a podcast, but he was doing this thing with his tongue. So he's filming and he's just like, please don't judge me. And he's just like, I know exactly what doing you're that? talking about. He was thinking, sorry, for those who can't see, all of you. He was sticking his tongue out and licking his lips repeatedly as he was filming the actresses, which was a little off-putting to say the least. And then, but they got the job done. They shot it. Yeah. And so they would go back at the end and he would always do the same thing. He would invite them to stay the night because it was a really far drive. So he was like, hey, you know, you're tired. Uh, let me take you to dinner. Do you have a guest room? No, no, to dinner. So he would take them out to dinner. A really nice steak dinner. Like, but he would be like, if I'm going to take you out to dinner, you have to wear the stockings that I gave you. And so the girls would have to go to dinner, but while wearing the stockings that he gave them, which they were just like, I mean, they're stockings. I'm wearing a dress, whatever. Right. Of course, this is all feeding into the guy's fetish. Right. Uh, and it's a, very, like, it's a very easy thing to get somebody to do. So like, right. I'm going to buy you a $300 dinner. Just wear these stockings. It's not super taboo and invasive. I mean, if a guy wanted to buy me a three hundred dollars steak dinner and asked me to wear stockings, I'd probably do it. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so my friend, who was an exotic dancer, came back to the house after the the lovely steak dinner, mm-hmm. and um, and he goes like, "Okay, well, like uh, you know, um, here's your room, and and here's where you get to stay." And so she's like, "Okay, thank you so much. This is." very nice you took me to this beautiful dinner and we shot this stuff it was great thank you for letting me stay here mm-hmm. she starts to take off her clothes and she says well um i'm gonna go ahead and change and get ready for bed now and he's just sitting in the corner watching her and he she's like you're gonna go can, can i just gonna change and he says the one thing he says the one thing that to me differentiates a producer from a fucking creep. Yeah. Where he just says... From a collector. Yeah, where he just says, like, well, you're an exotic dancer, so you take your clothes off all the time, so why should I have to leave? You can just do it right now for me. Oy vey. Yeah. And so that's the thing that I think I was trying to get to, is this idea of, like, entitlement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... Like, oh, you did this, so now you, you have to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Because you did it five years ago. Right. Five months ago. Or five you did days it for him. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I know what you mean because I have plenty of fetish and porn friends who are... They won't do certain stuff on certain weeks, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to respect whoever they are at that moment. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, well, I can do this kind of work for these three weeks and mm-hmm. this other week I can't and won't. And they're like, well, why should this week matter? And I'm like, I, I personally get it. I and mean, yeah. you guys know what I'm talking about. And, um, so I'm just like, whoa, well you want the scene that bad? Like, 
the customers don't want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I definitely appreciate when producers don't assume any limits at all and they're like, hey, what are you cool with? What's I mean, the deal I feel today? Like, you know, whatever models offer other models, you know, it's the least I can do. And I, I definitely know for me, myself, that my limits have been... I mean, humans are fluid creatures, and my limits have definitely changed yeah. over I time. I mean, we're, we're constantly evolving as people. Sometimes your limits get lo um, looser, and then sometimes they get stricter. Yeah. And I've met plenty of porn stars who, you know, have gradually done more and more and more, and then have gradually done less and less and less. Yeah. Towards, towards you know, their peak, and then towards retirement. I, so... You know what, and that's one of the things that, uh, it's a microcosm, like the thing that's so great about doing BDSM play and doing any sort of private play or doing kink, or even if you're like, if you go to Frolicon uh, here in Atlanta, which yeah. is like a massive, I feel like they should pay me to, 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 I've been like pumping them up so much. Frolicon is like a lifestyles convention here in Atlanta. I want to do Sin in the City in Vegas. Yeah. Have you done that one? No, I haven't. That's a lifestyle party that Shh, I you need to come down to Frolicon. Yeah. It's such a blast. That's so good. But like one of the things that I, I learned is that life emulates a, a play session. Yeah. Because it's it's constantly evolving. It's like, you know, you're you're when you're in a situation, if you're if you're doing it correctly, the Dom is asking you constantly, like, you know, hey, are you okay with this? Yes. Is this okay? Are you all right? Is it okay if I cane you? Is it okay if I flog you? Is it okay if I, you know, maybe um, say these these words or whatever? But like, and I feel like that's the way that fetish producers should act. And I completely agree with you because I've I've had this discussion with a lot of models and fetish producers and fetishy people, and I'm like, you can really tell the difference between professional dom mm -hmm. and then a wannabe dom sure like i just i the way that they condone condone themselves outside of play sessions you can just tell um they have like a certain level of care yeah and real and i feel like the general population is like oh dom they don't care no, yeah. aggressive beating just going for it. And I, like I said earlier at the very beginning of the podcast, like there's a difference between a hardcore dom and a softcore dom. And I really feel like, not, not that there's a right and a wrong. There's not a right and a wrong well, for anything. Well, it depends on what you want, yeah. Right, but I feel like... But if you go to the dom and you say, hey, I want you to go this hard on me, mm -hmm. and she says, or he says, sure. Mm -hmm. But you've had that discussion. Right, yeah. and also I, I... Most professional doms, if you say, I want you to go this hard, they will still do a build-up. They won't yeah. go that oh, hard. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, when I worked with that one femdom, she just, boom, just hard from the beginning. And I was like, Once again, Wikipedia doms. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I just did a, you know, I showed you the BDSM, the flogging session I did. And he was great. Super wonderful. Just really built up to it. Sure. <laughs> And I, this is my second time working for him. Like, paused the, it a few times. He's like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, because I, I, I do a really good job acting crying. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, I'm actually known for my crying. And um, he paused it a few times. And he's like, 
Are you? Oh. Yeah, he's like, are you okay? Are you... Oh, that's nice. Do I need to stop? You didn't say the word. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm an act. I'm a true actress. You're like, I'm an actress. Exactly. I'm, he, I'm like, I didn't. I yeah. yeah, I was like, I didn't say the word, did I? <laughs> did I tell you to stop? Exactly. He's like, but you're really <laughs> crying and like there's snot coming from your nose and tears and sweat. And you're I'm like, this is professionalism. Exactly. I'm like, is it going to sell? <laughs> and then like after a while I was working with him. Stop crowding my space. Yeah. He was like, he kept asking me if I was okay. So then when he like paused, I started laughing just to like make him easy. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I'm okay. Like I would be like covered in snot and like my mascara was running and I was like, <laughs> pause. <laughs> Everything's great. And then he'd be like, okay, uh, play again. And be like, <laughs> Good job. Yeah. So, it's really fun. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, you know what? Um, I feel like we have at least 10 other podcasts under our belt. Yeah. We're going to wait because I, you know, I want to work with you. I want to like have the weekend to hang out and talk and like really get to know each other. But also Thanks. have you meet our girls and like really have a good time. Sure. I am so excited for tomorrow. I really am. Like, yeah. You get to work with Sumiko tomorrow. You get to work with Tiny. You get to work with me. You get to work with Jack. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. I am stoked beyond belief. All right. So can we do some plugs? So uh, what do you have for many vids? Like, um, I'm Ziva Fay. Ziva Fay on Twitter. Ziva Fay on Manny Vids. You can find me anywhere on Instagram. I'm now Ziva Fay E-D. So it's Z-I-V-A-F-E-Y? Yep. That's my name. Z-I-V-A. Last name F-E-Y. And uh, anything else you guys want to find for wrestling, you have femwrestlingrooms.com. And for us, it's skwppv.com and uh, sleeperkidsworld.com. And for Jacqueline, it's going to be velvetsfantasies.com. And you're going to find some Ziva in there very, very soon. Yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, after this visit, there will be many more. Yeah. And the last one for some boxing is Hit the Mat. Hit the mat. Yeah. <laughs> I love those guys. Uh, Darius and Duncan, uh, two of my, my greatest friends. Fucking fantastic people. <laughs> and uh, I, I love that we're all so interconnected. Yeah, I love it. Love and, it. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Come back for the next one. And in the meantime, check out Ziva Faye. She's going to be uh, one of the next big things. And uh, I mean, I don't know. She <laughs> might. She Thanks, might. guys. She might suck. We'll oh, no. No, we love you guys. <laughs> Say goodbye.